All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygag, and we are playing Delta Green tonight. And Stevens, a little bitch. I'm just gonna say it; just needs to be said. Apologies <laughs> to those of you in our new Discord for the double uh, double announcement. Stephen, I think there were like three. There were like three, but two of them were tagged for everyone, and then he just, just, just anyhow. Welcome I make no them. denial. I know you don't. You absolutely don't. Because <laughs> you know it's true. Anyhow, <laughs> how's it going? Uh, happy Friday. We're playing some Delta Green, continuing our campaign here. See how it goes in Silo, North Carolina. Uh, a couple quick announcements before we get going. We have a new Discord uh, for a couple of years now. We've been hanging out with our buddies uh, over on the Defenders of Cobalt. We've opened up our own. Uh, we, uh, will have the link in the description if you're watching this later on YouTube, uh, and we'll also drop it ad nauseum, uh, within the, uh, the, the Twitch channel, uh, that we are currently streaming in. Come hang out with us, uh, so that you can get double tagged on posts by Steven, uh, because he's a, a petty, petty man. <laughs> <laughs> I make no That's denial. That's what you're missing. You <laughs> You can come meet boars, our, uh, wonderful bot who Steven's also gaslighting uh, into thinking that uh, they're best friends. It's very weird. Yeah, uh, very you weird can always situation. ask Boris uh, who his best friend is, and it will always be me. It is very much and not you. And he just doesn't tech. even know you. Doesn't even know you. <laughs> we are very close friends. Yeah. I don't believe any of these types of things. Uh, all right. Why, what else do we have? Oh, we have games. Uh, our buddy uh, Pete over at Garbuck Games uh, has got Heroic Deeds up on Kickstarter right now for Zine Quest. Uh, go ahead and, uh, and, uh, and go take a look at that. We're going to be starting to play that on Tuesday. We're going to do a couple weeks of a preview, uh, but it is up right now. You can go see it. You can back it. You can take a look at it. Uh, so go ahead and have a look at that. And our buddy Chuck is making a game. It's not it's up on Kickstarter. You can you can actually remind yourself but the 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 actual uh, the actual campaign starts on valentine's day so we got some friends out there making some cool games uh if only we had somebody cool in our group that was making a game but we don't anyhow let's move on <laughs> go i don't know man this is bang, bang shots fired just, just shooting <laughs> left and right which makes sense considering what your guys' <laughs> plan was. I just heard your plan. It's great. Uh, let's go ahead and choose some characters and we'll get started. Uh, Long, tell us about Agent Inferno. Yes, I'm playing Luca Dante, former DA agent. I usually curl my mustache. It's only half a mustache now. I got a nice scar on my lip from previous wound. It's only half a mustache? When you say half a mustache, do you mean you're like... It's, it's like a slit because my lip was cut. Okay. okay. Well, I got like so you have like a little... Now. Okay, got it. Half a curl. Yeah. Okay. Gonna have to go in with the edit a little picture of yours. Uh, okay, fantastic. Uh, next up, Melissa, tell us about Agent Fuller House. <laughs> so Agent uh, Tamara Fuller uh, is a uh, medical examiner. And when presented with situations in which she has the opportunity to uh, be a medical examiner, she will take those opportunities to uh, be a medical examiner and do medical examiner things. And she may hope that after the fact, other people might cover for uh, the story that she shares about being a medical examiner and doing medical examiner things. Um, she's new to the group, so she does not yet know that that kind of cover for uh, those kinds of stories is not guaranteed to come lesson likely learned. it's because agent full previous cell which is i'm sure all dead uh was somewhat professional 
but that's just not how G cell operates. It's just not how. It's <laughs> not how is it? No, 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 no. no. We don't. Uh, we don't get each other's backs. That's not how it works. Uh, just ask. Uh, what was the author's name again? What was his name? Oh yeah. Just just ask Declan G W Ellis. And uh, we already forgot his first character. <laughs> I was gonna call him Deckard Kane. Deckard Kane. <laughs> Wrong game. Shit a while Okay. Uh, next up, Steven, tell us about Agent Price. Agent Price, uh, Vincent Palmer, uh, ex CIA. He's a fixer. Uh, and part of his thing was deny till you die. And he will continue to deny until he dies. Okay. I mean, I can make that happen. No problem. Uh, there's various valves and buttons I could. Uh, could press to make it make that happen a little bit quicker. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and then finally, uh, we've got we've got Ashley playing Agent Weaver, uh, who we know as Lisa Young, but uh, Agent Weaver, as we're being professional now. Uh, so Ashley, tell us about Agent Weaver. Agent Weaver previously was a FEMA um, uh, program manager. She lost her job. And uh, one of her motivations is to get the job done. And... Uh, so that's that's currently her goal. There's some suspicious uh, stuff happening with this kid named Danny that she's going to look into. Uh, and then she's going to try and meet up with Agent Fuller and and then catch up with Inferno and Price. That sounds great. That's not, What if Danny kills you, though? What if that happens? Steven, I see that you are continuing to gaslight boars in the Discord. As long as Danny is not a coyote shifter and I am not haunted by a ghost and led up a mountain... I oh, we were think I should be night. okay. We were talking about that last night. We, we brought it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, yeah, that one, uh, that the hospital where we killed Ash's character. It's great. Uh, if Danny okay. kills Weaver, that just means we have a new member. I become works, Danny. Right? Yeah, that's exactly how it works. <laughs> Danny Phantom. Uh, okay. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, last session, G Cell, as we've come to call you all, uh, you began your investigations into Silo, North Carolina. You, uh, you, you did some things, which included going through this leftover wreckage of the, the witch's roost, uh, which is Silo's only museum, basically, uh, which collapsed during one of these recent crazy violent storms that drew Delta Green's attention. Uh, you also, uh, know that it killed the owner of this place called Crispin Hart. Later, you all together traveled up uh, the nearby mountain to take a peek at the Bowman radio, uh, excuse me, radar station. Uh, but you, you stop, you didn't actually go beyond the fences. You just saw the fences. You kind of pulled back at that point. Uh, you did get a peek at, they do had some armed guards and such the next morning, agent price. You, uh, you noticed a local teenager by the name of Toby Fletcher spying on you having moments earlier, dropped this garbage bag by your Toyota Avalon. And when you looked inside, you found that there were work clothes from the radar station, a cell phone, and what looked like ash consistent with cremation, uh, Toby, Claimed to have found it along the river. Then you browbeat the shit out of him into showing you where it was. And then Agent Weaver eventually came along and kind of smoothed things over as uh, as Toby was asking for his lawyer at a certain point. Uh, Toby mentioned how one of his friends, Danny, uh, kind of spied on the situation once or twice. But then when Lisa pressed for more information, he didn't tell her where he you, know, you could find uh, Danny. Agent Inferno, meanwhile, you spent some time repairing the uniform that was in that bag, and uh, you start asking around town about the folks in that radar station. You learn that no one uh, from up on the mountain had come down 
uh, to the town since the storms began. Uh, they've been staying up there. Uh, later, we had Agent Fuller. She went over to the Silos, Silos Clinic, and you had a run-in with a uh, Dr. Dr. Mitchell Barnes, the town's only full-time doctor, and uh, he caught you performing a autopsy on both Crispin Hart and Diane Croft without any permission to do so. Uh, you presented a, uh, a phony FBI badge. We know it's phony, uh, and the doctor eventually backed down. Uh, but instead, uh, but insisted that you reveal your identity and your intentions to the town constable, Clayton Harrow. Agents Inferno and Price, this is everyone's favorite part. When given the opportunity to cover for your FBI story, uh, Fuller, they did not do so. And they were shocked to learn that you were the FBI. Uh, now, despite the risk you, uh, despite the risk that you took to sort of investigate these, uh, uh, these bodies, you actually found nothing strange or out of the ordinary they just look like people who were sadly crushed by the wreckage uh that happened in their homes uh it wasn't disappointing for me it was so satisfying <laughs> it really was uh at the end of the session agent fuller you were cleaning up the autopsy mess inferno and price you were driving up the mountain to continue spying on the radar station and weaver you were wandering around town looking uh for toby's friend danny uh, so let's start with Price and Inferno. You guys are driving up the mountain. It's um, afternoon. Uh, so what I'm curious is just uh, what is your basic strategy here? Are you looking to go all the way up to the gate? Are you doing like you did the day before and ditching the car halfway up the mountain and then want, sneaking up? Like what's what's the idea? What are you guys doing as we're in your in the car with the two of you? What do you think? Can I first find out if the contents of the uniform, was there like any identifier of who this previously was to? Uh, I think you did find some information about, uh, I think you looked on the cell phone. There was a name, Frakes, that kept popping up uh, in terms of contacts. So you think the name of the, you would assume the name of the worker was Frakes, like F-R-A-K-E-S. Okay. I'm thinking of trying to assume this identity and see how that goes. Okay. So right. we can just drive in. Okay. See if they turn us down or not. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, you should be the one driving then. Make it okay. look a little more official. <laughs> okay. You're just bringing a friend to work. So you guys drive up bumpy roads way the hell away from the town itself in the middle of nowhere trees everywhere etc and you pull up to the fence the gate and you can see that somebody comes out they are dressed in what looks like a kevlar vest they got a uniform on of some kind you can see that they have a a, a very large pistol on the side on their hip uh, and they come up with their hands up uh and they call a this here's private property folks uh you're going to have to turn around. This is not, uh, not a place that uh, you should be up. So, sorry, it happens a lot. Just go ahead and turn right around. There's some space right over there. You can do it. He kind of points, and there is, like, this muddy little area over there. You just let me in. Show them I'm wearing uniform. Uh, I'm sorry, friend. Uh, uh, do you, who are you? 
It's me, Franks. Don't recognize me. Uh, Franks. No, there's no one here by the name Franks. Um, yeah, I think you, you, uh, you lost. I mean, are you lost? You, I can, like, hey, Phil. And you see somebody else come out and he's like eating what looks like some kind of sandwich. He's like, Phil, we got a, got a replacement worker by the name of Franks coming in here. And Phil, who finishes what he's. Uh, no, we ain't got no uh, replacement workers at all. What are you talking about? And they look out at you like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I got a call to come up here. You let me in, sort things out. You got a call? Uh, then that's when they notice that Price is in the car with you. Uh, are both of you? Uh, who, who's that with you? Price. Oh. Price? What did you say? What did, what did Inferno say? I said he's from town. He's from town? Uh, yeah. He picked me up in town. No, I, I'm not a local. Uh, I I wasn't uh, given my uniform. Okay, so, uh, and what your, is your name? Price. Price and Frank's replacement workers sent by. Uh, do you got a name like a contact name or something? I, I can go talk with Doctor Horovitz and we can see if you're on. I, unless you're on his list, I can't let you in. That's just not how this place works. So I'm also going to need you guys to get out some identification so we can verify who you actually are. Um, Air Force pays top dollar for what we're doing in here, so we can't just let anyone in. I'm sure you understand. Were there other names in the contact list? Uh, there were names, but they were also Frakes names. So like, and you got the name wrong. You said Franks and it was oh, Frakes, it was like Frakes. Jonathan Frakes uh, from Star Trek. <laughs> and... <laughs> Are not got, the, there were uh, contacts for like a like a different area code, and you think that they were they could have been like the uh, the family or something maybe. Uh, but like so, uh, Phil Phil says, "Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go talk to Horovitz, uh, and then we're replacing Frakes." Uh, and they look at each other. They were okay. Um, go ahead and get your IDs out. Um, we're going to go ahead and square this up. So just hang tight, hang tight, fellas. And you see Phil walks back, taking a bite out of his, uh, uh, take a bite of his sandwich. And he heads over to this like concrete building in the back. Um, and the other one comes up to the fence. Uh, and he's like, he's like, yeah, if y'all can just, uh, let me see them ideas, IDs, please. Just hold them up right here, right to the fence. That'd be great. Appreciate it. I would have an actual ID with the price uh, name on it. Sure. Um, I don't know what Frank is going to do. I'm assuming <laughs> do I? the uniform didn't have an ID, so I'll say it's left, left in the other uniform. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, do you have a driver's license on you? As you are driving a vehicle, I would hope you have a driver's license on you, sir. He was also at a rush this morning. Didn't pack much. Uh, I let out a sigh and roll my eyes. Like, this just normal, everyday Franks. Guys, I don't know. Uh, 
I'm just going to be on a level with you here. We've got some stuff going on. This is not the day to play a prank. Okay. You're showing up here to a secure facility. You've got no contact information for whoever it is that sent you. You've got no identification. Well, one of you doesn't have any, any identification. This one doesn't have a uniform. I don't even know where the hell you got that uniform from anyway. It's not like they're all over there on the, the rack in Walmart or something like that. We provide them here. Uh, That's why I don't have mine. Listen, you don't want them to come back out. And if they do, it's going to become a mess. I'll just say when they come out, oh, they're just having a little fun with us is all. Just the townsies having a little fun with us. You guys turn around now. That's it. You guys stay here. And it turns out that you're trying to pull something. Well, it's going to get a little harder for you guys. We'll be back to sort things straight. You're going to be back. I sure hope you're not going to be back. And at that point, you can see door to the concrete uh, concrete building opens and you can see there's Phil and a man probably in his 50s with disheveled gray curly hair and a lab coat, uh, a white lab coat under which he has a uniform, not unlike what you're wearing, uh, Agent Inferno. And they're walking back. So you have you guys have a decision to make. Do you stay and get into I'm this gonna, conversation? I'm going to take this warning and just reverse it out here for now. Okay. And so <sighs> he was my contact. Uh, yeah, I, I'll get papers, I guess he was supposed to have them. I, he forgot everything. I, I'm sorry. If I get written up for this, I'm going to be pissed. Price, are you staying behind? No, I, I'm just making an excuse that he's an asshole. So I have to go back with him to get my papers. <laughs> okay. And, uh, he's like, right. Uh-huh. Okay, Price. Well, I guess I'll see you pretty soon then. And yeah, hopefully this gets cleared up. As Inferno, uh, I don't get much like, PTO. As the Inferno does a little like three point turn, and you start to go get it back in, you can see like the other two, Phil and Doctor Horovitz, have now come to the gate, and they're like, "He's like, what's going on up here? This is not the time for it. We have so many things going on." And then the door closes. Okay. So I'm gonna pull. Yeah, good. Yeah, just pull away to that last bend we did last time we were up here. Okay, so you're going to go hide it. Okay, that's fine. Back down. Yeah. Uh, Inferno? Will... That was such a bad idea. Why did we do that? What, what What was the plan going into this? You never know. They might be lazily just let us in. I feel like we know. I feel like we know. We do know. Okay. Right. As as you two stew in the in your car, uh, Ronnie better never hear about this. <laughs> we're gonna cut over. Uh, we're gonna cut over to Agent Weaver. You've been moving about town. You've been asking folks, trying to get an idea of where Danny is. Uh, what would you? What's your? Um, what's your like persuasion at? What are you at? Be decent. Fifty uh, three. Okay. All right. 53 is very good. Uh, at a certain point, when you bring up the name, one of the fellas uh, inside, maybe Mabel's, since you're familiar with it, uh, you've you've talked to them before. Uh, 
local farmer in his 50s crops got destroyed and stuff. And he's like, uh, Danny, huh? Uh, Danny. What the hell was his name? You know, I think, uh, I think old, uh, Minister Badbrook, she's, a. Think she's uh, got a Danny over there doing some some chores for her over at the church. And maybe that's the fella you're looking for. There's a couple other Dannys, but one of them's older than me. And you don't go by Danny, go by Dan. And call him Danny, he might punch you in the face. But uh, well, not you, but he'd punch me in the face. Mm, okay. So maybe. Worth checking out. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, no problems. Uh, church is uh, down yonder. Uh, just follow the road back out town. Hang a left when you see a kind of little dirt road go back all the way up to the up to the river uh, to Boone. You'll see it right there on the bank. No problem. Awesome. Church Thank of the uh, Chapel of the Celestial Matron. Uh, some fancy thing. So. Uh, Agent Weaver, you do what he says. It's a walk. It's probably a good 20 minutes, 30 minutes or so. Uh, but you work your way back out of town on foot. You find this road and you crunch on down it. And you eventually see a very modest looking church uh, right on this ridge overlooking Boone River. Uh, you can see that it's well kept. There's a handful of, you know, it looks like there's some upturned trees here and there, but otherwise it's pretty well kept. It's likely that it's just the, the recent problems with weather that have caused some trouble. Uh, but it's fairly modest. Uh, right now there are two cars that are in a dirt parking lot. And uh, there's really nothing. Uh, there's like a, a small steeple, but it's not particularly tall. Um, and it doesn't look like it has a particular denomination. And then there's one of those old-fashioned uh, signs that has like a, just a basic prayer or reference, but it's all hand, you know, it's kind of, it's not like lit, it's not digital. And you can tell that it's suffered some damage, uh, from the, the weather. And it just, it's not even, not even, it doesn't even have a coherent, it's like letters are missing and there's some cracks and stuff on it. Um, but, uh, if you pop on inside, uh, you will notice it's a, it's empty. Uh, you hear the sounds of voices from somewhere inside the church. Uh, it is again, modest of size. It probably holds no more than maybe 40, 50 people on a packed day and more than likely half of that on a regular day. Uh, but at a certain point when the door closes, uh, after looking around here and there, uh, there's a handful of kind of nice imagery and such, but it's nothing particularly fancy. You're not in like Rome or anything here. Uh, you see a woman, you'd probably put her in her forties or well, probably in her fifties, maybe sixties. Uh, she's got this sort of stringy, uh, blondish graying hair. Uh, she has relatively friendly face and you can see she's dressed very nicely, uh, but she's got her, uh, she's got her sleeves rolled up and she's got what looks like a dress and kind of an apron over top. And she's kind of wiping away at her forehead and she's like, Oh, hello. What can I do for you? We don't have services. Uh, well, we don't have services today. I'm afraid, uh, just, just too much to do. And and such. So if you're uh, if you're looking, uh, we will have normal services tomorrow night and then over the weekend as well. And uh, but is there something I is something other I can do for you? Uh, I was just uh, looking to speak with you regarding these storms that have been happening. I'd like to interview you if you have a few moments. 
she's like, uh, interview me. Uh, what is it you're interviewing me uh, for? Uh, are you a, a journalist or something? Yeah, I'm just uh, collecting information um, for, and Lisa will rattle off the like local newspaper for Charlotte, I believe, is the other town nearby. It's the closest big city. Yeah, it's a yeah. ways away, but it's the closest yeah. big It's like a 45-minute hour drive. Um, okay. Well, uh, uh, well, I, I don't know exactly what it is I could contribute to this, but uh, if if uh, I'd be happy to answer some questions for uh, for a fellow uh, professional woman, uh, I look. Is it is this going to be on camera? Do you have a camera crew or something? So no camera crew. I'm just doing the preliminary interviews to collect information. Um, and oh. then from there, uh, if they decide to put it on video, they'll send out the camera crew. I see. Uh, uh, so it's like uh, I got to make the cut. Is that what's happening? A little bit. And it's, you know, we're just looking for some interesting stories and, um, oh, you know, experiences. Um, okay. Well, um, I look a mess. Uh, as long as that's okay, we've been repairing uh, some, uh, had some damage to the rear of the church, but that's fine. Uh, I uh, And she'll just call it, Danny, I'm going to be a few minutes, hon. You just go ahead and keep working. And you just hear it like, like, uh, yeah, yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, kind of from deep in the back. So, uh, what can I do for you? What kind of questions would you like to ask? Well, so let's just start. Could I get your name, your first and last name? Oh, of course. Uh, where, are, where are my manners? I'm just in a little bit of tizzy. I'll be honest with you. It's just, uh, it's not every day that someone comes in wanting to interview me. You know, it's uh, well, it's just a little bit, uh, a little bit unusual. But no, uh, my name, uh, my name is 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 Catherine uh, Badbrook, uh, or Kath is what folks around here call me, or uh, or Minister Kath, Minister Badbrook, or just Kath's fine. Just Kath is fine. I like to keep things casual. That's all right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And, course, and like Lisa does have like one of those like flip like notebooks that she's quickly like jotting down her notes and stuff. Okay. Um. So if you could just in your own words explain um when this storm started to hit your town and oh, your experiences yeah. with it. Well, it's been I would imagine about a week now. Uh, to be fair though, uh, I, we didn't really notice um. Well, abnormalities and immediately with always just difficult storms, and then we started to see some patterns form or so. So I would say it's about a week, uh, something around that. Uh, could be off by a day or more. You might want to talk to the constable. He might have uh, more definitive records, but that sounds about right. Um, it's been a few days since, well, we had a couple tragedies. I'm not sure if you've heard about that. Uh, very sad to, to, to report that... Uh, well, Miss Diane yeah. Craw, Mrs. Uh, she's just a delightful woman, parishioner. She comes here all the time. She was, uh, well, her and her husband. Sadly, she was, um, you know, well, she was underneath some some wreckage, and, and she was taken from us, and That's she moved terrible. on to the next phase of, of her existence, you know. And uh, and then there was that that you know was Crispin as well. Uh, don't know him. Uh, as well, but it's a small town, so everyone kind of knows everyone just a little bit. But he and I didn't necessarily run in similar circles, so to speak. Uh, interesting, interesting young man. Uh, but sadly, he he had oh, yeah, very interesting. He had a, a well, a museum. And he uh, he and I had a little bit of a tiff a few years ago because he wanted to erect it here. 
but I had already taken up residence within the church, and uh, so he's a little upset with me, but I tend to think the man's more of uh, an atheist. I don't even think he's a godly man, you ask me, which is not to say that I approve of him being smote in such a manner. That's not what I mean at all. I'm sorry. I'm a little frazzled. You're not going no. to quote me for that. <laughs> I was no, sick. you're okay. Oh, well, and so he died as well, and all that happened in the last few days. Uh, so it's been very tragic, about, very tragic. Have you heard the screaming? Yes, it's quite it's quite alarming. It's quite alarming. This is the Does most peculiar sound and thunder I've ever heard. Often, well, it only happens when in this past week or so when these storms have started. Like I don't think any of us has ever heard that kind of screeching before. No, no, not at all, man. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then anything else that you have noticed lately that's out of the ordinary? Um, that's well, isn't that enough? That is terrible. Yeah, I do agree. All those tragedies that have happened and the damage to your church. Um, do you guys have an ETA of, of when repairs are going to be able to get made? Or? Well, as long as, you know, there's no more severe issues. Fortunately, we're on a fairly high ridge and flooding's not an issue and that's not really a concern. But, that's uh, good. Mm-hmm. But we did this get is some- a very beautiful spot. Oh, it's very kind of you. Thank you very much. It has a very terrible history, but we like to think that we're taking that history and we're making something new and fruitful from it. What kind of history does this place have? Oh, you don't really want to know about that. That's got nothing to do with the weather. It's just just old superstition is all. This doesn't have anything to do with the article. It just color me curious. Well, if you insist... uh, Ask some of the older folk around here. Folks been around here generations. People tend to to stick in a small town like this. They don't really travel too far out and return. Some folks do, but um, but generations ago, as the story says, is uh, there was a, a woman by the name of what was her name? What was her cat? Cassidy Crawford. That was her name, and um, well. One thing or another happened, some sort of strange circumstances. She lived by herself, and she didn't have a husband, and no children. She had some peculiar habits, I suppose, in the garden, and all sorts of things. And folks got it in their heads to see was some kind of witch, and, well, they killed her. Uh, right down there, down there, and they drowned her down there in the water there, in the, in the Boone River. That's the story, anyway. Oh, there's always some sort of superstition in every town you go to. That's, that, isn't that right? Superstition is just, well, it's very difficult for some folks to understand the types of tales and truths that the good book provides and the type of, well, heresy and lunacy that uh, these types of stories try to replace it with. So it's very it's very good to, see, to hear a young woman such as yourself having such a, a firm grasp on fact and fiction. Driven by logic. Well, well, hopefully there's a little bit of faith in there as well. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. My mama is. raised me right, yep. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. I'm sure she did. And so, as she says that, she kind of winces, but like pushes mm-hmm. through it. Okay. Uh, well, is there, um, is there anything else I can do for you? Is there any other questions you might have? 
I think this is really interesting for now. Um, but is there anyone else here that I could perhaps speak to? I think you mentioned a Danny. Oh, well, I, I'm not quite comfortable uh, with that. He is a, he is a, what we call an at-risk youth. And I'm not sure if it would be uh, appropriate for him to engage in an interview on such subject matter. Uh, I th I'm sure you understand. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay, yeah, that's that's no problem. Um, are there any other programs and such that he has available to him? Perhaps I can recommend some in Charlotte. Well, that uh, would be lovely if you could. I would be more than happy to uh, to look into that on his behalf. Yeah, yeah, I can gather those for you. Oh, that's very, very kindly of you. Thank you very much. All right. Yeah. And because I was speaking with and she starts flipping through her notes. Mm -hmm. Toby Fletcher. Oh, what a kind little boy. Well, he's not so much little boy anymore. Now he is. He's almost a grown man. In fact. Yeah. Oh, he's a sweetheart. That young man. Yes, indeed. Well, he, him and Danny are friends. I do. I do know that. And I think Toby's an excellent influence on Danny. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And I just, um, Toby did mention a few things that he had witnessed with Danny. And I would really appreciate it if I could corroborate that with Danny for any possible future stories. Um, I think, what, what kind of things are you talking about, ma'am? Um, just some sort of, with the storm, last storm that had happened, um, they had witnessed, I don't know if it was, and she starts going through it. Oh, they heard um, just different sort of screams um, that, you know, no one uh, else has mentioned, really. Well, as long as you promise to keep the questions short and on point and don't upset And professional, me. yes. Of course. Danny, dear, could you come on out here? There's a young woman who would like to ask you a few questions. You have to be careful saying it like that. He's had a little run-ins here and there with... It don't don't worry. It's not the law. I promise, sweetheart. Come on out here, and you can see coming on out eventually. You see uh, a skinny kid. You would probably peg him at like eighteen, seventeen, around there. Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely looks a little malnourished, uh, and he's like, uh, "Yes, uh, yes, Minister, you, you you call for me? Is there something I can?" I didn't do nothing. I've been I've been well behaved. I, oh, I know yeah. that, Danny. It's fine. I understand. Just this is. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I don't think I got. I forgot Where your name. Where are my manners? My name is Blair Weaver. Blair Weaver. Oh, well, that's a beautiful name. Well, this is a this is Miss Weaver. She works at the Insert Charlotte newspaper name here, mm -hmm. and uh, she would like to ask you a question or two. If that's all right, something maybe you and Toby might have saw. And you can see immediately, like what you're in, he kind of gets all nervous from that. Yeah, and and Lisa does start like very politely with like questions regarding the storm. Mm -hmm. And he um, he fills in. He says the same stories that you've been hearing. Like they're quick, they're fast. They just pop in, they yeah. pop out. There's this like they're extremely violent, and they have that scream. It's like the same story you hear everywhere else. Does she like linger nearby? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let me. Because I didn't know if I'd actually be able to get to talk to him or not. Think about it. We can come back. We'll check in with we'll okay, check cool. with Agent Fuller, and you can think about it. Let's let's kick over to Agent Fuller. Your hands uh, have just come out 
uh, off the body <laughs> of of Diane Croft. You finish like stitching back up and shoving her organs back into the Y section. Not in that order, probably in the other one. And you are done. What does Agent Fuller do next? Just constant head shaking. It just, just, you know, just kind of quietly muttering and cursing to herself that um, nothing was found and that, you know, this was uh, unsuccessful. Um, and so um, uh, she is going to like do up all the paperwork in the right way. So she's going to like kind of get all the paperwork out of the way that you kind of would do when you're like doing an autopsy. That's fine. Um, and then she is going to um, find her way out of this area. Okay. okay. All of that is easy enough to do. Um, what does Fuller do? And now? then she would. I'm going to say woman of her word. I'm going to go check in with a constable. See what's okay. up with him. Uh, you, you have to kind of hit, you kind of have to walk or hit your way back. Uh, but eventually you return, you get back to the you know, constable station. Cause I actually have all of our cars cause I had drove, driven out oh, to do the, cause, well, remember, no, cause I had driven. Inferno and Price came and got it. And then that's what they drew, drove up the yeah. mountain. That's oh, why they had the right, opportunity right. to back you up and they didn't. And then they left. That's and they right. Took that's your car right. That's at the right. same time. Okay. So that's we'll say <laughs> Okay, so we'll say you you catch up a little while later with the constable, uh, and he's like, "Well, uh, well, hello there. I, I, how was uh? Did you you're able to help out Doctor Barnes some? Uh, everything all right?" Yeah, uh, in, in a way, um, I did go over there to, as I mentioned, that I would kind of take a look at, at the body. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I'm sure he was quite grateful for whatever assistance you were able to offer. Uh, not surprisingly not exactly actually um i see that's uh yeah that's, that's a little that's a little odd he seems to be a little and over his head i would imagine he would probably he huh. seems quite stressed and quite overwhelmed with everyone else that, that yeah, was it's there. been very difficult um, it's been very difficult since since that dear mrs croft died just a, a saintly woman to be honest it's sort of shook up shook up everyone and, and the two of them worked together a bit if that and that so it probably was a a little bit even more personal for him because they did work, spend some time together at the clinic when she pitched in part time. Part time, so well. I see that must have been very, very sad yeah. for him. And yeah, he's uh, been very protective had, um, of the. Uh, you working there for a long and, time? Uh, well, uh, Mr. Doctor Barnes, uh, he has been he's been with us for a couple of years now, uh, about two, I want to say, uh, and. Uh, since his grandfather passed, his grandfather was previous doctor, and uh, and he you know, he moved in on after and 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 Ms. Croft, uh, as I've told some of your colleagues uh, from the university, that she uh, she sometimes she used to be a nurse uh, in the great city of Charlotte, uh, but she's retired out here with her husband. See, I see. Um, yeah, so. It and so she she will actually kind of um she said that she was going to share with the constable that she um is an FBI agent, so she's uh mm -hmm. 
going to go ahead and um so i i think part of why he was a little um upset it was really actually um being upset a little bit on your behalf um because you see when well, that's kind of strange we, uh, think. yeah so when when we you know agents ha- are you know kind of sent out to kind of smaller areas we find that sometimes it's, it's best to not kind of come in and you know flash a badge and uh you know, kind of look like we're kind of trying to take over everything and act as if kind of the folks that are here locally can't handle things. So sometimes we kind of come in a little, a little more on the, the quiet side. And uh, he was, you know, a little uh, on your behalf, less than thrilled that uh, we didn't necessarily come in being fully forthright about our uh, jurisdiction here. And she'll kind of Ma'am. open her uh, FBI badge. What? Well, uh, well, that's, uh, well, that's, um, uh, you are a FBI agent. Um, Yes. Also, medically trained. That was, all of that was entirely accurate information. Uh, ma'am, why, uh, why would you not be forthright about your uh, identification. Well, see, I've definitely found over the years that uh, there are many times when kind of individuals will, you know, kind of just uh, restrict information, feeling like they, you know, owe their loyalties to the local law enforcement, and you know, anyone that comes in as an outsider is just not to be trusted. And so I'm I, certainly not I, one to. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, this isn't television this isn't hollywood um that sort of stereotype is something that is uh, for well it's it's for the fictions that folks see on their tv screens that's not oh, I can, how things i can guarantee you that is a uh, not fiction well, i can, from I can guarantee you I can, that uh, not identifying you. who you are and interfering in the you know an investigation regardless of the the small provincial jurisdiction i might have is very unprofessional of you. That may certainly be your opinion, uh, but I can tell you, being on the uh, other side of this badge, that uh, I uh, know of which I speak. Do you commonly uh, make uh, all sorts of terrible professional mistakes and blunders and then play a, a, the role of the victim thereafter? Uh, well, that's certainly uh, one way to look at the situation that... Uh, might be construed in the other direction that uh that might be what uh you're doing that's what i'm doing at what point did i ever misidentify my role at i don't think mm-hmm. ma'am i'm gonna set this aside uh for later uh i mean and uh, we have things I am to address here. very much interested in uh your uh your field office's supervisor that can contact verify your uh oh, absolutely but we have things we need to get done first though right do you believe some crime has been committed out here uh, that is of uh, of the fbi's interest it's a it's a thunderstorm uh, as far as i understand it ma'am that's that's what everyone keeps saying that it is a thunderstorm. But uh, generally, when there's a thunderstorm and you look at the local radar, that thunderstorm shows up on the radar, and that is not what is happening here. So there's absolutely cause for concern as to what exactly is going on here. 
were you under the impression that there is some sort of conspiracy involved in the local constable's office and perhaps the medical clinic? And that is why you chose not to identify yourself when coming to investigate? Uh, well, I certainly wouldn't have any uh, knowledge of that for sure until I've actually uh, been here and spoken to some people. And uh, Ma'am, I'm going to ask you to cut to the chase. Uh, why are you here? And uh, why did you... What can I do for you? Well, you see, uh, it seems that we're going to have to do a little bit of further uh, further reconnaissance around uh, up the mountain a bit. <laughs> uh, ma'am, I don't think that is appropriate to do. Uh, I don't see exactly why that is a a task that should be assigned to a singular FBI agent who comes out here with medical training. What exactly uh, do you think well, they're doing up on that mountain, ma'am? Well, that is uh, definitely something to uh, be discovered. And it is clear that no one has a good idea of what exactly that is. And, and he's just like, he's just like, his, his, his patience, because like, just understand what you just told him. Hey, I think it's these people up on the mountain. That's why I didn't tell you who I was. And that's why I went to a medical clinic to sort of stick my hands into dead people. And like now you're saying it's the people up on the mountain. So he's just, ma'am, you have an FBI badge. You don't need my permission to go uh, speak with the boys up on the mountain. If that is what you would like to do, you go right ahead. I'm sure they will talk to a person of your caliber. Is there any other secrets that you'd like to uh, uh, to unload off your chest? Uh, no, no. Uh, if you do, that would uh, be useful. But it seems like you've been straightforward. Are you confusing? Or excuse me, are you accusing me of something? You saying I'm hiding oh, no. secrets? Oh, no. no. You no. think I'm just a bumbling old constable? Just has some sort of strange conspiracy that he's covering up? Is that what it is? Boy, that was FBI training, not, I guess, just isn't what it used to be. Thought. Anyhow, well, you know where the mountain is, and I'm sure you can find the path up there if that's uh, if that's uh, that's fine. When he was saying that, like, he wouldn't possibly know anything or couldn't possibly be covering anything up, is there a role that I can do on that? Which are humans? Uh, uh, <laughs> 10. Uh, you can roll a human plus 20. Okay. I'm going to take a little uh, audience with that. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> you guys do that. <laughs> okay, give you the bonus. You should take the bonus on top of it. Okay. But no, it's no, it's a 58. Okay. Like there, I wasn't going to get, I wasn't going to get there. He, he is, he is angry, uh, which is very clear. Uh, he is not happy that you have lied uh, and that you have, uh, sort of misrepresented your intentions here uh, and he genuinely thinks it's actually very unprofessional like you're you're pretty clear about that beyond that it's hard hard to read uh we're gonna cut from here uh to the mountain where we see agent inferno and agent price making out in the back of their toyota avalon up on a mountain path somewhere what's going on what are you guys finally we're now? getting to it the right? good stuff yeah what? i'm clicking through the yeah these phone contacts i want to give them a ring see if anyone picks up uh sure uh, so you, you call one up. Uh, give me a luck test. It's a regular old luck test. 
16. Okay. Uh, a woman's voice uh, answers. Uh, Lucas? Lucas, honey, is that you? Yes. Where have you been? I've been trying to call you for the past four days. I'm in silence. You're supposed to call me every night. Phone's been dead. Had to get a new one. Honey, you sound strange. What's... I'd be sick. There's a bunch of storms here. I know there's a... Honey, why have you gone silent? Like, we talked about this. If you're going to be working at the base, away from home, away from Sandy, then you need to call every night. You need to say goodnight to your daughter every night. Is she there? Well, yeah, she's here. Honey, come over here. Say, your father's on the phone. Come say, honey, right over here this instant. Daddy wants to say he's sorry. You're going to say you're sorry to her. And so she puts the phone down and you just hear breathing. Just say like, <sighs> you don't hear it. Like the kid doesn't say anything. Hey there. Daddy, sorry. Uh, do me a favor and roll a test here. Roll a, oh my God, I have no idea what this would be. Uh, disguise maybe? You're trying to yeah, disguise your voice or good. something. With your disguise, um, it's. I'll give bad. you a plus twenty it's because bad. you said okay. it's a bad phone connection and stuff like that. So it's like that's obscuring it. <laughs> no. Seventy-four over thirty. You hear? You're not daddy. This isn't daddy, honey. What are you talking about? Of course it's dead. No, it's not. It doesn't sound like him at all. And then, uh, and then she's like, "What'd you do with my daddy?" And then eventually, like the phone comes back, and she's like, "She's very upset with you." And it's the it's the the woman again. She's very upset with you. I'll get through to her. You really do sound strange. Let's not dwell on it. It's not dwell on the fact that my husband's been not calling me back for days when he's supposed to. And then when he does call, he sounds like a different man. He scares his daughter away. Yeah, let's not dwell on the important things, huh, Lucas? Well, I guess you better go back to your fancy, fancy work for the United States Air Force. Because I guess you're just your, your wife and your daughter just don't mean anything to you. Click. She hangs up on you. What I contact was that? How'd that go? <laughs> I have a wife and daughter, apparently. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I'm sure they were glad to hear from you. Uh, no. Apparently this was... It's one of the... Their, her husband. Named Lucas. Lucas Frakes. Got it. Okay. Uh, that was one... There's like There are only like a couple numbers in here, and that was one of them. Um... I think one of that one had the last name Frakes. Uh, we'll say another one has like a, a different last name to it. Riker. 
Uh, we'll say Stuart. I'll give that a ring as well. Okay. You hear... Uh, actually, roll a luck test. We'll see if they, they answer. Ooh, 65 this time. Goes to voicemail, but it does. It, so the, the voicemail does, it does seem to be like, you know, it's kind of going through a whole thing. Uh, but then it just eventually it says, uh, it's like, uh, leave a message for, and you hear an old man's voice, Bud, Bud freaks. Or no, that's not right. Bud, Stewart. Bud Stewart. There we go. And then that's it. Howdy. Howdy. And then you can, do you leave a message? Yeah, yeah just like call me back. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With your absolutely nothing like Lucas Frick's voice. All right. <laughs> what happens after that? <laughs> what do you guys do next? I probably didn't get much out of that. I say we cut the power to the base. Ram the car into a, one of those power lines. We sneak in. Is there one nearby? Are there power lines nearby? <laughs> Uh, no, you would imagine that the base probably runs on its own private generator. It's not hooked up to city power and a generator. You're up in the middle of nowhere on a mountain. Uh, no, it does well, not. That's just not eco friendly. City power. It's uh, doesn't really care about that. I don't think. All right, we start a fire on one side. We sneak <laughs> you in do, the you other side. Start a fire. Okay. You guys spend some time starting a fire on the mountain. Absolutely. Uh, I'm asking what Luca thinks about this. If he wants to start an inferno. Oh, okay. (laughs) You want to live up to your name? It's just so fascinating that you guys, like, the strategies you always take, you always take, like, the over here. Let's let's come at it this way. Like, you guys just never just show up, knock on the front door, show a badge, be like, hey, FBI, we want to ask you some questions. Like, it's just never that. It's always like, let's set the mountain on fire, ram the ram the truck into the wireling fence, and let's call this dude's widow and see if we can scare his child. Let's do that instead. That's that's just what makes this fun. It feels more straightforward fun. that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you guys do? What do you guys do? You want to go up there? Say we're. They have to see our faces. We have to wait for a guard change. <laughs> All right, let's wait for a guard would... change, and then we'll start a fire and say we're FBI. <laughs> okay. What? All right. What are you doing? So we've surveyed this place already, and we know. Let's just break in. You know that it's it's chain link fence with like wires at the top, you know, so it's like, you know, you throw you throw a freaking jacket over top of it. You're fine. Like, like it's a it's a big fence. You saw maybe three to five or so uh, different security folks between the time that you were here this and the time that you were here yesterday. You saw, saw about that. All of them have guns, though. And you have seen one or two, you know, a couple folks like they look like scientists or technicians, that kind of thing. Um, like the, the uniform you're wearing is not what the guards are wearing. Um, you've heard at this point, I'll say you've heard multiple times air force. You won't see anybody with an air force insignia. Like there's nothing up here. Like that seems to be like a thing that's popped up here and there. But remember that there was that 
image that you guys saw on one of the buildings that suggested this was like a private company, which is something you kind of already knew anyway from the debrief information. Um, but for some reason, like people in the town think that they're doing something for the Air Force and then but it's a private company. So it could just be a military contractor because that's what you know that like Daedalus is like there's some sort of subsidiary uh, that is a defense contractor of some kind. So but the specifics of what you don't know. I wouldn't want so. to break in until it's night anyways. The fire will be more sh- distracting that way. Let's regroup. Let's go find uh, Agent Fuller, Agent Weaver, see what they learned. Okay. So you start heading back down. We'll cut, we'll cut back over to Weaver. Weaver, you're in the, uh, you're in the church still. Get Danny in front of you. You've got uh, the uh, the minister in front of you. What are you doing? Um. So at this point, Lisa's going to start asking um, Danny. So I know that you and Toby um, tend to do a lot of like hiking and stuff around. Um, are there any notable locations that you would be able to take me out to to take some pictures of the town? Uh and he like looks like really attentively over at the minister and she's like, uh, ma'am, I, I don't, I think there's plenty of other adults, uh, in the, in the town that could probably give you a hand with that. You can just head on down the road to, to Mabel's there and you can probably ask a few folks and I'm sure they can help you with that. Maybe, maybe oh, don't yeah. ask a 17 year old boy to go up a mountain with a strange woman. He doesn't know. That's <laughs> understandable i always just presume locals know what's best well the adults are locals as well true yes correct uh do you have any directions you could point me to that i could head up with with someone else uh that uh he said you had some really wonderful spots Uh, i don't know what you're talking about ma'am i'm i don't really have wonderful spots or nothing like that i just i just um, i mean there's the mountain you can go up it but you can't go too high or else you get to the the base gotcha maybe i just misunderstood um well and uh what she does for both of them is she she rips off a, a piece of paper with her burner phone number you can text me at this number if you either of you think of anything additional that you'd like to add uh, we are planning on doing um, sort of like a hot spot location to hopefully bring more tourism to your to your town. Um, an article, and then okay, ma'am, um, that sounds nice. And and she's mostly directing this at okay. the minister at this point. So, oh, oh, tourism. Well, I didn't even know we had a tourism industry, but fantastic. Okay, well, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful town. So, well. I mean, I mean, obviously with the storms, but I can see the character in the bones and, the, and it's, it's sure. beautiful. Well, that's very kind of you to say, indeed. It's very kind, not very kind, Danny. Oh, yeah, it's very kind, thank you. All right, well, I better get walking back. Thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you have a, you have a good rest of your night. And then for, so... They do have like a, I I don't partake in it, but they do have like a superstition article that they kind of do. Uh, where 
location in the river did that thing happen with uh, Cassidy Crawford? I I told you, it was right down there on the base. We're built right above it. Oh, okay. So, and she just points. So if I head that way, that's where I'll find it? Ma'am, it's literally right outside and down. I think you're trying to be, are you trying to be intentionally obtuse? You step outside and you look down at the river. She drowned in the river. I don't understand. Oh, I just wasn't sure if it was immediately up here, more down the river. Man, what exactly is your article about? I thought you were taking questions about the weather, and now you're asking about tourist spots, and now you're asking about where a woman from 100 years ago was drowned. I just collect different information for the different types of articles that they write. Uh, I go to towns. I ask a bunch of questions about everything. Danny, why don't you go ahead and go back and get back to work? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So she goes. He goes. Uh, ma'am, I think, I think it's time for you to go. You don't strike me as being entirely honest here. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and just leave? I think that'd be. I think that'd be best. I, I'm sorry to hear that you feel that way, but uh, I hopefully they'll come back and, and do the interview for you. I think you and I both know there's no interview here. You can go ahead and you can go ahead and just go right outside. Have I will just mark day. you as not interested. Thank you, and and she leaves. Okay. So, uh, at a certain point, Agent Agent Inferno, Agent Press, come down. Yeah, go ahead. Do a slight retcon if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. What do you got? Um, I would like to get out of the car uh, as Dante goes to regroup uh, with the intention of, you know, everyone regrouping soon, but him, like, going to get them. Um, And I want to watch the station uh, from a distance, somewhat stealthily. I'm not trying to be obvious about it. To see if anything, if another storm pops up, if anything happens here at the station. Okay. You've noticed that no storm has happened today at all, which is abnormal because they were getting them a couple times per day. Um, you got one yesterday early afternoon and you haven't had one since. So this is sort of, uh, so from what your intelligence had been, it was like happening fairly regularly. Right. And so as you're staying up here, let's say you, 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 you drove up here, it's, been an hour that you drove up and then you had your little meeting inferno was on the phone and now you're just sort of stealthily looking at it and at no point does the storm kick back up again um what is your alertness what's that at? Uh, 90 and i have something else i would also like to do if it's just going to be downtime but i'm not trying to cut in yet you do notice that there are a couple different um, on, on the actual base, like if you, you sneak on up a little bit, you do notice that there are the complex itself. There are, there's one large radio tower that looks upgraded. There's a couple storage sheds. It looks like, and a few other things here and there. Um, from what you can tell just by watching, there is a, there's like a concrete building from which you saw a person come out of. 
And whenever you're watching, peeking through the trees, peeking through the fence, that seems to be the area of most attention. Like they're going in and out. You can see people coming out smoking cigarettes and you can see more than once you see that guy come out that you saw, um, Dr. Horowitz, his name. Um, but you don't see anything strange happening other than there are arguments. Uh, you can see that Horowitz and some of the other folks that are in like white, white coats and other like coveralls and things like that are getting in some kind of fights and like they're arguing here and there. They're arguing about something. You're too far away to hear it. Um, but you can certainly see that there's arguments going on. Okay. Um, I want to try and remember as many faces as I can, uh, take notes of like, you know, if I see anyone more often than others, like who the smokers are, that kind of thing. Um, and then I want to get on the phone and I would like to call someone and this may not be fruitful at all. This is up to you. I want to call my ex-partner in the CIA. She's still in the CIA. Um, and I want to try and uh, damage my bond a little bit to try and milk some information. Okay. If possible. Uh, what is your bond's name? Edie. Edie. Okay. DD or Edie? Edie. E-A-D-Y. Okay. All right. So I'm assuming you have a number that you can reach her on. Uh, so you give her a call, we'll say, and you get her. Uh, she'll answer the phone and she'll she'll say something along the lines of like, well, 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 look who it is. Do what do hey, I owe Edie. the pleasure? Uh, sorry, I know I still owe you a beer next time we're at the VFW. Uh, uh -huh. I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm working my new job. And uh, I was hoping I could call in a favor. With me? Yeah. You already owe me a beer, and now you want another favor on top of that. I'm going to owe you two beers. Well, that depends on the favor. It could be a lot more than that. Uh, it's nothing big. Nothing big. Uh, I just was curious uh, if you got any uh, files nearby handy access to a company called Daedalus. Uh, they've got some contracts with the Air Force. They they hire, uh, you know, private military Breckenridge. <laughs> Nothing big. You just want me to reveal information about a... Basic information. I'm not asking for anything, like, overly classified. Just top secret. Overly classified. Just top... Okay. Uh, uh, what kind... Okay, and uh, you need this win? Uh, what are you doing right now? I'm talking to you. On a phone. That yeah, is my battery's secure. running out. Uh, so. Roll a, oh God, roll a persuasion test. All right. Uh, I'm there gonna is take a risk of failure. On this one. There is definitely a risk of failure. Yeah, someone that's for fair. Steven's role playing himself. Wait, I gotta plug my phone in. All right. Uh, I'm glad I took the audience <laughs> die. Uh, my that's persuade. So okay, Melissa, come on. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my phone sucks in real life. That's the joke. Uh, I only passed because of the audience die. Uh, I needed a okay. 64. Rolled a 63. I will get back to you. Give me an hour, she says. And she You're doesn't even best. wait for you to say anything. She just closed. Like, you, you say that into a dead phone as yeah. the phone's already hanging up. 
Um, Inferno, were you doing anything in an hour? Or, or we can flash forward. I just wanted to get a sense if you're doing anything in particular. I don't have anything. Okay. Phone will you know, eventually, as the two of you are still, it's getting dark now. And eventually the phone will ring uh, and you will, you'll get on the phone and she will give you some basic information. Uh, so you got a couple different companies that you're referencing. You've got Daedalus uh, and you've got Breckenridge. Breckenridge is a, a basically a, a sort of a private military organization. Uh, that's what they are. Like they're a like like paramilitary uh, and they're they don't screw around. Uh, so that's Breckenridge. Um, and she'll maybe reference a handful of places that they've been, things that they've done to sort of demonstrate that they have, there's a certain level of, of professionalism and, and, and somewhat ruthlessness to them. Um, but not in a way that's like, they're going around like killing civilians in the middle of, you know, Virginia or something like that. But there is uh there is that. Then, uh, when you get into, um, Daedalus, Daedalus, she tells you, is, Daedalus Engineering is a subsidiary, and this is something you already knew from the files, of March Technologies. And that apparently uh, they, March Technologies, she is a little bit cagey on, but you know that something went down in the 90s that kind of caused a sort of a, a groundswell or a changing of well, uh, the intelligence industry kind of got shifted around a bit here and there, and they were involved. And there's all sorts of rumors about the different tech that they were kind of involved with. And some of it is the conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat kind, uh, is sort of sort of what she's referring to. Uh, Daedalus is an engineering firm subsidiary, and they, as far as she is able to track are in good standing. Uh, they, they deal like they're, they're act. They do have a handful of active contracts with the air force apparently. Uh, and it has something to do with what seems like some kind of radar. And if you ask about, um, if you specifically ask about North Carolina, um, she is able to, if you tell her that, she is able to give you some information. Um, she does say, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find it. I have my notes. Um, where the hell did I put it? I put it somewhere. One sec. Talk about yourself. She's like, hold on, here, talk to my kid. I gotta go look at my notes. And then you get okay. another one like, hello. <laughs> You're not daddy. <laughs> so, the story is that they are, in fact, this Dallas Engineering, they are, in fact, working on some kind of technology for the Air Force in, in North Carolina that's supposed to enable real-time monitoring of the Earth's electromagnetic field in high detail. That's apparently what she has. Thanks, Edie. You're the best. Yep, and that's more than a beer. I owe you one. <laughs> you don't know how to count. You owe me several. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Two beers. Mm -hmm. So you get that info. By this time, it's it's sort of evening time. Sun's gone down. Uh, you have that. What do you guys do? 
So you're up in the mountains. And no storm that whole time, the whole day. No storm this whole day. Sounds like they have a real lockdown this place. Should pick up a few there. Weaver. Meet back at the diner. Okay. So we will say then uh, an hour or so later, uh, the four of you meet back. Diner or, or the Starlight Lodge, whatever it is you want to be. Uh, the four of you are back together. We'll say it's nighttime now. What do you guys do? So, checked out the bodies. Jack squats. They died because heavy stuff fell on them. Thought maybe there'd be some other, you know, hiding something with the storm, but it was what it was. No storms all day. Uh, I watched the station for a good bit. They were arguing. Tensions are running high there. That might be related. There might be problems. There might be some friction happening there. Uh, I called in a favor uh, with an old coworker of mine. Uh, just asked for some information on Daedalus. Uh, apparently, they are working on some sort of system that will enable real-time monitoring of the Earth's uh, mag magnoelectric sphere. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> I know that. I know that feeling. Real-time uh, monitoring. Hmm. Yeah, that's Weaver? interesting. Uh, and she points at, at Price. So, you know, when we spoke to the one kid that she terrified, so I went, hunted down his friend who said, he said, saw our truck as we were heading up there at night. Well, he had the, he was at the church with the minister and she's a bit of a hawk. Uh, so I couldn't really talk with him, but he doesn't seem to be involved in anything like a cult like that I could get just from, you know, our brief interaction. Um, but I think we're dealing with something science. Yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely agree. I think those threw me off a little bit. Um, Don't worry, Lisa, you're still new. Where, You'll get the hang of it. Where we found the bot, where uh, he said he found the trash bag with the, the remains. That's like the same area where that uh, lady was sacrificed, uh, you know, drowned as a witch, uh, allegedly like a hundred plus years ago. Um, of like the local superstition that's going around. Uh, it, it does seem that when you know, you get you have a big. Cor I'm assuming uh, price from your information. This is a corporation that is well funded and has lots of resources at their disposal. They're contracting, and this is where they're doing their work. I'm assuming that's not a coincidence. Well, so. This is going to make you guys think I'm a little woo-woo. But um, where there's there tends to be a lot of, like, high spiritual activity that tends to have an impact on, upon the electromagnetic fields. Um, at least that's how they measure it. Um, EKGs is something that they go out and measure and stuff. Um, so I don't know if, like, there's something supernatural that they stumbled upon and that's why they had their base here. Um or what, but if you've heard anything about banshees, women screams, that's a spirit. She's usually out for revenge of some sort. Um, I don't, I'm just floundering here. Um, did you guys find no, anything I'm, else? 
I, I think that, you know, sometimes when there are mystical, you know, stories and mystical things, it's just because there's something scientific that hasn't been figured out yet. Yeah, I didn't really believe in this stuff until our first, and she kind of like looks at Inferno in price until our first encounter. I absolutely have been several years for me since uh, that uh, introduction, but got to look at these things with uh, eyes wide open, as it were. Uh, All right, so if there's something about EKGs and this station can monitor those, we know that two of the sites where these injuries happened could possibly have higher readings of those EKGs then likely that that would explain why they're upset and they haven't turned it on because their machine is malfunctioning because of the area and it's targeting these spaces specifically instead of did did we I'm sorry to interrupt but did did we not hear that there was a gentleman who would have been home but wasn't home but was having heart issues am I am I remembering that correctly uh yeah the lady who died her husband he was having surgery in charlotte and he might have had like a pacemaker or something uh i i think so hmm what's a pacemaker have to do with with that that? does that affect that electrical waves Perhaps. I don't know. They but then there's really also the guy that's a scientist there. with us. Or a doctor. There's well, you now. I doctor and God's nowhere. I autopsy both of those bodies and there nothing to see. So now the question is, we really need to get up there and see what's happening in that base. And man, I really got in character speaking with like a drawl <laughs> earlier, and it's right? just sticking. <laughs> We just ascended slowly. I was trying to blend in, and it just <laughs> took over my life. Agent Fuller, uh, is it true that you blew your cover? You said you're an FBI agent. Uh, I provided a cover. A different cover than we planned on. Okay. Um, how about we just roll with that? Uh, Inferno and I blew our cover uh, quite a bit at the station. I thought um, you were just going up there for reconnaissance. Did you like walk up and knock on the front door? They've seen our faces. We tried getting in. You tried getting in without us? Did you just throw a uniform on and say, I'm just gonna walk in the door and they're just gonna say, like, hey, you got the uniform, come on in. Don't answer shot? that. <laughs> I'm assuming that didn't go so well before you did it. So here's what I'm thinking. Uh Agent Fuller, you're already going around telling everyone you're FBI. Uh, you mm-hmm. take Weaver and you take the uniform and ask questions, say that there is a missing persons report filed. FBI handles missing person all the time. Bring the uniform as evidence. Uh, see what you guys can dig up. Did you guys find anything with the phone? Yeah, it was his wife. Did we get a name for his wife? Sandy? Or was that the daughter? Something with an S. His first name is Lucas. 
His name is Lucas. His name is Lucas, yes. Daughter's name is Sandy. Wife. The daughter's name is Sandy. Does she Almost as if someone is just reading off the overlay. It is. Uh, um, did she seem to know anything about his work that he's doing here? Under the impression of Air Force. You can give her a call. I didn't take it that way. I played along. I wouldn't worry you, too much about that. Let's go with the angle of asking questions at the base. We we use her as the reason, the instigation. You don't have to reveal your sources. You know, just say you've got legitimate cause. You've got the uniform. Flash an FBI badge. That they should at least answer some questions, even if they won't let you on the base. So, what do we know as hierarchy of like military versus FBI? Like who who wins out on that? This is like an Ashley question to, to the universe. Depends, depends on that. There's a variety of like variables that are going to impact that. I like uh, the idea. It's of not an air force base. Thing. So the thing is, okay. it's not an air force base. It is. It is a private company's radar station, and they are working as a defense contractor for Got this. It. So it's okay. a totally different thing. They're not air force. They okay. are a private. Contractor, you didn't see anybody in uniform to suggest that they were members of the Air Force. They just that's just what that they keep coming up with that. People keep saying that, etc. That's the basic story around town. So, but you didn't Got see it. Okay. Uh, you didn't see any outwardly yeah. facing uh, military folk. Okay, I, swear I think Christ, we've got a solve. I go now. to jail again for for impersonating an FBI agent, Price. You'll be fine. You'll get some street cred. I think we've got it solved. We just figure out, talk to Horowitz specifically. Ask for him. Uh, there was some infighting. See if you can get him to slip. Absolutely. And she'll she'll just kind of put a, a hand on uh, Weaver's arm um, and just say, it's a rite of passage. Spend some time, made up a story, impersonated someone. You're on your way. And Weaver just like kind of pinches the bridge of her nose. I have a kid. I can't go back to jail again. Come on, let's go. Play. <laughs> All right. So are the two of you going back now? Um, I feel like if morning? we're going to interview, it's weird to do at night. Um it's up to you. Okay. All right. Uh so you guys return to the Starlight Lounge. Uh, you rest up for the night. Uh, you see what they have on the television. No storms again during the night. Nothing at all. Everything's fine. Morning comes. There's people outside and they're talking around here and there, walking around on the street, heading over to the to Mabel, such and such. And everyone's like, I think it's finally over. It's about time. Thank you. Oh, goodness. And so like everyone feels like it, it's been... A day and a half. They've been getting these things multiple times a day. So the fact that like they've they've gone like a day and a half, almost two full days without a storm, is is relatively significant for them. So, Agent Fuller Weaver, you get in your car, uh, you head on up. Do you head? Never mind. I'm not going to even ask that question. <laughs> I don't want to ask that question because I feel like it's just going to derail you guys. So, like, you get in the car and you drive up. 
Inferno. I would like to go with, but I'd like to get out of the car before they get to the gate. Okay. What about you, Inferno? Yeah, I think I'll do the same. Okay. So the next morning, you get up. You drive on up there. The two of you come up. And you pull into the front uh, of the uh, of the mountain the mountain radar station. Same basic drill. Like, uh, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, you can't you can't kind of come up here. Did you guys switch your cars? I, this is what I didn't want to ask. Because yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't bring this in have... car. <laughs> what do you mean? How <laughs> do we switch cars? We like what? <laughs> stole a random other one. <laughs> I would have. I don't. I would care. rent another car. <laughs> okay. Do you guys drive back? Okay, so last night you drove back an hour to Charlotte, rented yes. the car, drove all the way back. Fine, that happens. You go. Our characters are smarter than us. Same model, same color. Same. <laughs> 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 it's different license plate. What are the coincidences? What are the coincidences? <laughs> so you, so you go up there. They come around. They're like, ah. Uh, I'm sorry, man. This is uh, this is private property. Uh, we're doing some very important and very dangerous uh, tests up here. I can't have you up here if uh, if you got lost. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely sure you nothing. are. And she just kind of starts talking over him. I'm sure you are doing very some important. I'm gonna have some uh, questions about that. And so uh, she kind of puts her badge up. Um, here to see uh, oh. Dr. Horowitz. Uh, I. Um, and he, he looks in kind of close and he's taking a look. Um, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, agent. Uh, uh, and what does it say on your badge? Do you actually have like what's your name? Like, like what's your do you go by Agent Fuller? It's like, is that what this is? Yeah. Yeah. OK. And so she's like, um, uh, yes, ma'am. Agent Fuller. Uh, and you're and looking over towards Agent Weaver. Do you have yeah. an FBI fake FBI badge? Yeah, I think we, unless we you got confiscated, had, it was the original one I requested. No, I think we because we established before this we all had time to like. Okay, you had time. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, okay. Um, he kind of makes a motion, and one of the other guys, one of the security guys, starts pulling the gate open, and you guys go. Uh, you can go ahead and park by Fleet Corner over there by the other trucks if you don't mind. And you can see you park over there, and we'll fetch uh, Dr. Horvitz for you. Thank you. Yeah. And he says, as they're walking away, a couple of them exchanging, hmm, like, what the hell is this about? I don't know. That kind of thing. Uh, eventually, though, um, you do see a man uh, come out of that concrete building uh, in his, again, 50s or so. Uh, he is wearing again like this sort of disheveled looking lab coat like this white lab coat uh when he approaches the two of you um and he's like uh the fbi um okay uh what's uh i'm dr horvitz uh is there something i can do for the two of you uh ladies certainly hoping so uh this is a uh you seem to have a lot going on uh, here at the moment and some uh, problems. Things not going particularly smoothly. Uh, no, no. Everything's going just fine. Just fine. Everything's just fine. Why would you uh, why would you say otherwise? Uh, oh, you're talking about the weather. No, 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 no. Nothing. Uh, 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 no. Hey, uh, fortunately, hey, we have some... Oh, hey, hey. Are you... Sorry. You 
busy, preoccupied. Uh, tour the tour the facility. He speaks really loud so that like the security guards yes. can hear. Oh sure, Absolutely. sure. Happy I'd... happy to give you a yeah, no problem. And he's just like the required part of my investigation. Uh, and he's like, um, okay, uh, well, uh, and he starts moving around a bit here and there, and he's like, well, these are our. Our radar dishes right up here. They, you know, we're working for the Air Force. Kind of speaking really loud every now and then, and good, he's just kind of wandering about. And uh, he's he's wandering about a bit here and there. He kind of takes you inside one or two buildings, and and then at a certain point when like no one else is around, and he's like, "Listen, I." Uh, You're not yes, FBI. Sir. Right. You're not FBI. Come on, we don't have time. You're not FBI. Tell, right? tell me what you need to tell me. We don't, have, we don't have time. Tell me what you need to Are tell me. Are you with the program? I don't know what they're calling it these days. Yeah, yeah, out with it. What, what the hell's going on? Okay. Uh, yeah, and then, oh, there's some great views back here. And so. Oh, lovely. Yeah. They can't hear you when you whisper. He's like, like why do you keep repeating? Because he's like shouting it out. He's like whispering to him. He's like, don't convince me. My name is Dr. Walter Horvitz. Um, I, uh, yes, there's something kind of strange going on. Yes, we are responsible for the weather issues. And we've had some trouble and trying to fix it. Um, I was in Majestic. We need to get down that route. My history doesn't really matter here, but I know the program when I see it. There's not the first time some fucking idiots with the stupidest story you could possibly imagine tried to come last night. So I'm glad the intelligent ones of yourself come out today. Listen, you know, bringing new folks always gotta, you know, how it is. Right. Like, I, anyhow, listen, we, are not working for the Air Force. We are not using these satellites. This is not what it appears to be. We are researching a artifact, uh, BMA-10, okay? Uh, it's, uh, they dug it up in Turkey, the late 90s. And um, anyhow, we've been testing it, we've been basically subjecting it to a variety of electromagnetic frequencies. Uh, there are symbols around it. Uh, the locals at the time said of something about angered spirit, wind spirit, the usual freaking mumbo jumbo of what this or that. But the point is, is that we, we had a little bit of a breakthrough uh, uh, about a week ago. Uh, several, really, uh, when we subject it to certain frequencies, it seems to immediately affect the atmosphere around the facility, except we are struggling to, well, we were struggling with how to replicate the results. We'd put one frequency in another frequency, and sometimes it would be completely different frequencies, and it would trigger, and it would go off here and there. Uh, a few days ago, we had an incident. Um, one of our technicians, a uh, young man, uh, 
Mr. Frakes, he was in the test chamber when uh, something went wrong. And when we found him, he had, well, he had disintegrated. And um, I, I've tried as best I can to prevent any more testing, uh, but we have a very limited amount of time. Um, we need I to wish you're, <laughs> it's not quite that simple. If <laughs> this isn't something you just destroy, you, you guys haven't fucking changed. You can't just blow up everything. When you blow up some things, sometimes it makes a bigger explosion and sometimes worse things happen. If you guys would have actually had your, the rest of your cell acted like fucking professionals, we could have started this last night. But right now we have reinforcements from Breckenridge and from Daedalus coming here. They're going to be here this afternoon, this evening, maybe. We don't have the time. So... Can you can you sneak it out to me? Sneak it out to you? <laughs> I think you misunderstand. It's, it's, it's not when I say block, it's not a fucking brick. You can't... You, it is the size of the building. The testing chamber is half the size. It's inside. It's not something you sneak out. We can't put it underneath our fucking shirts. We have not figured out how we can control it. And Daedalus, whenever, whoever it is they're sending here, they're sending here to get us the fuck back on track. And I don't want to get back on track because I don't want more people disintegrating and I don't want to wipe a fucking small town in North Carolina off the fucking map. Ah, uh, yes, sh absolutely, sure, we can go check out the, uh, yeah, we all stay on base, absolutely. And yeah. So... I'm positive that we can't control this thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the symbols mean. All I know is that blowing it up is not the solution. I've been doing some research, and apparently the locals that discovered this were not as, well, they weren't as uh, primitive uh, as maybe we thought them to be there. Listen. I am a scientist, I believe in science, but there were things that I saw in my previous posting, and I know that sometimes these stories about angered spirits and demons and whatever are just mm -hmm. a primitive culture's way of trying to understand and make sense of things that they can't mm -hmm. make sense of. But that doesn't mean that buried deep within some of that research and text there's not something there so i found some information i dug through some of my old notes from previous and i think i have found a way to perhaps nullify the object the problem is that we don't have a great deal of time the ritual is going to take several hours not everyone on the staff is trustworthy my people are fine we saw we all liked lucas he was a good guy he has a nice wife his kid is adorable but the breckenridge guys the guards they are a problem and if they get wind of what we're doing they're going to report it that's what these guys do they just fucking report things they follow things up the chain they don't think for themselves 
So I'm going to need your help to actually complete this somehow. You understand? Please say one of you is knowledgeable that you're not just pencil pushers, like you're that you can do something here. We will certainly do our best. Yeah. Do your best. Do do your best. What the fuck? No, we'll get shit done. The program has come has fallen so far. I should have got out in the nineties. Okay. Where's the rest of your team? Outside the gates. Uh, yeah. Outside the gates. Outside the gates. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, one of them was posing as a replacement worker. I forced some documents. I've made it so that, of course, that makes sense. They've they're just beating, they're just beating the Breckenridge and Deadless team. They're here early. Okay, that's the story. Say it to them. Got it. Etc. Okay. Okay. He's like, I really wish you guys were here last night. We just don't have time for this. Um. Okay. Fill in your team. Come back when you're ready. There is a there's a section of the fence on the eastern side. You can peel it back. If you time it right, you can get back in without them seeing you. Meet me behind the fleet vehicles in one hour. Great. Okay. You've got the paperwork? I'm not fucking just just tell them to call for me. Okay, just tell them to call for me. Just tell them to fucking yes. call for me. Doing everything. And you yes. can tell he's got like big rings under his eyes and he's like hasn't slept in weeks or days or whatever yeah. it might be. Do you have any of the symbols I can look at now? Or can you do you can you write them down for me? <laughs> Is this like your third job? Fourth? Like what what are you twenty five? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't fucking write them down for you. We're we're here to assist you. We'll see you in an hour. Thank you. And he's like, uh, and yeah, and that's uh that's about it. Uh hopefully you got everything you needed for your report. And like you can just see there's guards moving about here and there. Yeah, um, looks good. Thank you so much for your time. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Uh, well, uh, got to get back to work. All right. Hey, Phil, uh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And Phil eating a sandwich again. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, okay. So what do you guys do? They're okay on their price. I don't know. Should we start a fire? Just give them a distraction. <laughs> Might need to in a couple of minutes. Yeah, a couple more minutes. No, we do. And then you exactly. knock, knock, knock on the window. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor in there, he's aware of exactly who we are. Uh, he's quite dressed about the whole situation. Uh, he's been desperately waiting for someone to uh, provide some assistance. Um, He's going to have a cover story for you in an hour. So, Eastside, yeah, so what does he want us to do? Well, 
Inferno has a cover story. He's going to be, uh, you know, an agent. You're going to wear the uniform. When they ask or if they run into you, just call Hollowitz. He's got your paperwork. You're ahead of time. There's agents, more Daedalus agents coming. We're on crunch. We need to fucking do a ritual to nullify this fucking thing that they've been studying. Because uh, that's what's causing all this fucking problems. And we need to get it done before the Daedalus guys get here. You get to see the artifact at all. Uh, we will in an hour. But we can't just fucking blow this shit up because apparently that would be even more catastrophic than nullifying it. What about burning it? No. He has a plan. We, we right. have someone on the inside who has a plan. They just need extra I've scoped hands. it out. There, There is a gate that they use for smoke breaks quite a bit. There's a chance we might be able to sneak in there. He told us exactly where to go. Yeah, there's Maybe a, it's the same place. Maybe. Hopefully not. East side, there's a way to get in the fence. Back side of the building, he said he can meet us there. Yeah, by the fleet vehicles. Um, He said he would have a cover story for you, Inferno. So gear up. He's going to have the paperwork that you came ahead. Got it. And she'll sort of look at Weaver. Did he say he was going to have a cover story for Price? With the same. He's got us. I don't okay. know if it's the same, but just fucking fall in. All right, so we start working our way around the base. Okay. So the two of you go to the front of the gate. Where do Fuller, what do Fuller and Weaver do? Uh, I think we're going to do the sneak in thing that uh, okay. Hollowitz advised. Yeah, because I think should. it was all of us were going to, he was bringing sure. all of us back in. All right. So Inferno Price, you make it up to the gate and you can see the guy comes up. Oh, it's you guys again. Uh, find your paperwork. Yeah, we sorted out. Horowitz had it. She called him out. Horowitz, huh? <laughs> okay, sure. Real popular guy today. Uh, Phil, can you grab uh, can you grab Horowitz again? He's eating the sandwich and he goes back. You can see door opens up from that concrete building. Out walks Dr. Horowitz. Comes all the way up to the front. And he's like, uh, oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, these are the two uh, new techs. Uh, they're uh, advanced team. They were local uh, before. Uh, and he's got got what looks like this. Uh, this what's it called? This uh, clipboard in his hand. And he's kind of like flipping through it. Uh, they're on they're on Thorpe's team. Uh, sent word ahead. Uh, they're going to come in with us. Uh, they're going to figure out why <laughs> why the machine's not working. Right. And Phil's like, uh-huh, okay, sure, that sounds good. And he continues to kind of eat his sandwich a bit. Thorpe's team, huh? Yeah, 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 they're on Thorpe's team, absolutely. Uh, so uh, this year, uh, this is uh, Peyton, uh, this is Sean Peyton, uh, this is um, uh, Parcells, Bill Parcells, William. Yes, he points the two <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, uh, sure. If he's on, they're on Thorpe's team. I guess they can come on in. Uh, Bill, Sean, welcome, um, welcome to Bowman Radar Station. Go on in. Thanks, chaps. 
chaps. I give them a nod. And, and I sigh Inferno again. <laughs> as you guys walk away, you just hear Dr. Horvitz is like, what the fuck was chaps? What? Okay, never mind. Never mind. Um, okay, come come with me. Come with me. And so, yeah, you're going to be working in here. The machine's inside. We definitely could use your expertise. He pulls the door open. And you guys go inside this concrete building. Agent Weaver and Fuller, what are your stealth scores? Um, 30? 30. 31. Okay. <laughs> you failed 30 and 31. A little bit better. With the bonus from them basically being a distraction, uh, you're able to peel back and sneak on into the fleet section. Uh, meanwhile, Inferno Price, you go inside and he kind of takes you through and he's just, he's, he's like, okay, um, do any one of, do any of you have, um, experience, uh, mathematics, uh, science, um, he's looking at both of you, um, um, I know I've got a bit of experience with demolitions that requires a bit of engineering or not blowing it up i, I know narcotics you know narcotics especially that's, that's wonderful that's that's wonderful i'm working listen on let's let's skip the sass we're gonna help you we get the job done just tell us what you need it'll be done i need somebody who is a little bit more capable uh than i what are what are your skills tell me your skills you don't want to know my skills our doctors in the back. Your doctors. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. What I'm going to need, can you guys write something? Is that possible? Are you capable of writing something? Or are you just meatheads? Do you just want to hold guns out and make sure no one closes on the test chamber when we start performing the ritual? Or else I can write something. Excellent. So if I give you a little script, you can you can take a take a piece of a charcoal and you can start writing on a wall or on the floor or any other surface that doesn't have any of our Hey, I said you tell us what you equipment. need, we'll get it done. We'll write your chalk, charcoal, whatever it is. Okay. This way. And he takes you down this hallway and eventually you can see that there are a couple other folks there that are kind of looking up and Dr. Horovitz is just like, it's okay, they're uh, they're they're going to help. They're here to help. They're, they're here to help us. And they're like, okay. And kind of look up and they all look very tired and very nervous. And you can see that there is a, it's almost like a, like a recording station, recording booth where you can see like there's a big uh, window into a protected chamber. And you can see that there is a massive stone block. It is enormous. It has got to be 20 feet tall. It's got to be 30 feet wide. This thing is just huge it is gigantic and it is like this big stone center of the room there's a handful of different devices that seem to be equipped to monitor it cameras readings such and such you can see all of the people that are in this other room that's like you know that's looking through the window are kind of messing around uh with these various um various little pieces of equipment and such and uh like they're kind of getting readings and stuff off of it Okay, they need 
to be here because they can do things other than just write little pretty pictures on the wall. So why don't you two come inside? I would have preferred somebody who actually has, never mind, where could you get inside, inside, inside. And so he opens the door and the two of you immediately feel this sort of gust of wind just buffet you backwards. You just, just kind of fly. You just sort of step back a little bit. Um, and then as you step into the room, assuming that you do, you, it almost feels like you're pushing against a heavy wind to get inside. And when you look up, you can see that you are just the smallest thing you can possibly imagine compared to this thing. It is just enormous. And each of you and both of you kind of feel like this, this small little thumping like in your heart. You can just feel your your heart just begin to like just start to pick up pace. It's not normal anxiety. You just you can feel like something is affecting you. And he's like, here. And he starts handing. He's like, here, take this, take this. Now, I, since we didn't have time to go over proper procedures, here's, I don't know entirely what's going to happen. But I'll say this. You're going to take those pages. You're going to take that charcoal and you're going to write it on every single surface, not on the stone. And when you look at the stone, by the way, the two of you, now that you're a lot closer, you can see written into it, there are all these different shapes. They look like God knows what, hieroglyphics. They look like numbers. They look like letters. Like they, it is dizzying. And I just want you to write them. Things are going to happen in here more than likely. Whatever this is, whatever we've unleashed, we're trying to push it back into the bottle. And I don't think it wants to go back in. So what you're going to do is you're going to write this and whatever happens, just keep writing. Okay? Simple enough? You're in the dark. He turns around, he mumbles like, I'm a fucking expert in hypergeometry and I got these as he starts mumbling away uh outside agent fuller and agent weaver you are hidden currently amongst the um the various uh the various trucks what do you two want to do um he told us he would meet us out here in an hour right yeah you can, i mean you he said to you to come back in an hour so i'm assuming when you guys went and talked to inferno and price that was the hour mm. so like you guys are back yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't point us in what direction to go when we got in here, did he? Uh, he, he? He told us that there was a building and we were supposed to meet him on the backside of the building. So we're basically okay, just yeah. keeping an eye out to make sure that, you know, kind of to, to Agent Price's point, like, you know, people are out smoking cigarettes or whatever. We want to make sure that we're not caught before he's able to kind of retrieve us and bring us back in. Um, so just kind of keeping an ear out, keeping an eye out. Okay. So um, shortly... After that, Inferno, Price, you guys both start writing. I can write in chalk, yeah. An idea okay. of what... It's not chalk, it's, it's charcoal, just so you know. It's charcoal. very important. It's a big difference. Okay. Uh -oh. the, the two of you, uh, unless you want to use char chalk, if you would like to use chalk, Stephen... <laughs> oh, forget Does he have colored chalk? For you to use I, don't want the, I don't want the plain white chalk. I want chalk, like, the like. blues and the pinks and the pastels. So do, you, do <laughs> two of you just start writing and the writing stuff all over the room. And... He steps out. Now I'm going to see if I can fetch your, um, the rest of your cell. <sighs> okay. Um, 
And he turns back saying, are you armed? I've got to go. He goes out and he looks around and he comes outside of the concrete bay, the concrete bunker again. And he pulls a cigarette to his mouth. Uh, hey, Phil, training the new guys, huh? And like Fuller and Weaver, you can kind of hear that. And, and Phil's like, yeah, Bill Parcells and Sean Payton, huh? <laughs> guess they uh, guess they didn't like football anymore. I don't understand. And he's like, yeah, I figured you wouldn't. Don't worry about it. And he turns around and kind of starts walking back towards the towards the gate. And then he's like looking, Horvitz, he's sort of looking over towards the the, the fleet vehicles at this point. And he's like. <coughs> <coughs> and at that cue, if it's clear, yeah. quietly. Yeah. Okay. And so the door, he like opens the door. And he's like still watching, watching, and the two of you slip in. And he kind of goes to the same rigmarole. He brings you in. He shows you to these people. He takes you inside. Kind of goes to the same thing. Please tell me one of you, one of you is learned. I'm a medical examiner. I know biology. Does it look like I need to perform surgery on a human being in here? I know rituals. I've participated. Okay, thank you. Finally, excellent. Uh, I misunderstood what you meant. So, and then he starts showing you these symbols, and then he starts rattling off all this sort of different information about them. And he's just going and going, and he's talking about um, how, uh, like, he's like, when they first found the Abbey Block, Turkey, 1997, they found all these symbols on the symbols you can see now. They were, interest has peaked back in the day, but... Anomalous weather patterns. We didn't really put two and two together. Uh, the locals talked about a, a demon spirit, a, uh, an angered spirit. Uh, you can see that locals would obviously think of this as some sort of hieroglyphics, but we clearly know differently. There's something more to that, of course, right? There's something mathematical in nature about these, well, these items. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you know of Cortis? Do you know of Cortis? And she's like, what do you know? Do you I do know not know of Cortis. You have no idea okay. what Dally's talking about. No. Okay. Well, there, there was definitely a, a, some alarm that the the, the 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 numbers, the patterns that we were seeing, uh, embedded within some of the uh, some of the iconography. Uh, it was indicative in some ways of, of his equations. And obviously, as you might expect, and he's just going on and assuming that you're understanding, that alarms some folk. Anyhow, so what we're attempting to do here. We're attempting to, well, we think, my theory is that whatever was inside, whatever spirit, entity, power, energy, uh, whenever we were poking and prodding with the electromagnetic field, something was leaking out. Something has gotten into this plane, and Mm. we are trying to now patch up those fractures and not visible fractures he calls out to like price in inferno but yes those that are not necessarily visible do you understand please tell me one of you understands i have the idea yes the idea yeah okay now the more we do this the more we start bringing in these equations and feeding it back into the stone itself 
I believe that it's not going to want to be resealed. So it's going to fight against us. We need to, we need to continue. It's going to buffet us more than likely. Violence might ensue. You're, be careful. We've lost one man trying to do this once already. Do you understand? We, we found the remains. Yes. And so he gives you, Agent Fuller, he gives you, Agent Weaver, another one of these big old charcoal pens. He gives you like this, like this sheet, this tome of all these different equations and numbers and images. And he's like, just write them in order. Mind you, do not. They have been drafted in a particular and very precise pattern, and they must go exactly as they are written, else this could backfire. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. Very much so. And, so, and they just begin to start going. Okay. Are any of you asking questions, doing anything, or any of you not doing what you're told? Uh, I think Lisa would go with it. Do I recognize, okay. are any of the symbols similar to what we witnessed in that one house? The museum house? Cypher's house, I want to say? Roll an occult test. Uh, you're doing this quickly. Uh, if you're paying it, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, this is not something that you're lingering on too much, but you oh, could, yeah, um, I fail. uh, you would need, you need to take more time to study. Like you're just writing so fast. Yeah. You're flipping. Yeah. You're she's just, okay. 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 All right. Is everybody, so everybody's doing what they're exactly told. as yes. written yes. as told. Yeah. lost in the sauce. So I'm following the recipe. About an hour in with all four of you, including and then excuse me all five of you including dr horovitz uh which right. if we had the chance to like get lab coats so the fuller and i look similar to the other operatives uh instead of just like our normal clothes that they saw us in earlier that day just in case someone walks by that's something that weaver would have snagged okay um you presented yourself as fbi though so would you want to now try to? Oh, like no, never mind then. Okay. Yeah. It's up to you. Okay. So you guys are all going on about an hour in that buffeted wind is, is noticeably is noticeably heavier. And you can see that swirling around all of your hair is beginning to stand up and wave around your shirts, your clothes. Anyone who's wearing anything baggy is starting to wave. Your eyes are drying out as the wind's buffeting an hour later. You start to see some of the equipment in here flies and rips apart. You can see the cameras and the various lasers and lenses that are being used to study these things and measure this thing begin to rattle and become loose. You hear a, a loose uh, screw start flying around and bouncing off the walls and smacks into one of you and one of you gets a, a cut on your cheek. An hour later, you see the panels on the floor begin to rip up. You see the stone itself almost for a moment as one of you looks you almost see it begin to bulge in a way that seems imperceptible and un uh, impossible it's stone it's a concrete it's like impossible for anything to go i am going to need uh from the four of you uh an expenditure of willpower total of 15. You're all participants in a, in a ritual. Your assistants here. Horovitz is basically leading it. But I would want 15 from all of you. Uh, 15 in total. Like split between however you want it. How far can you drop for negative effects, Evan? 
Uh, two? Like two? I think two. As long as you're above two, you're okay. How are you I'm, guys all on one willpower? I have nine 11. total. I'm at nine. Okay, I have 12. Okay, okay so, so everyone puts in four, one of us puts in three. If that's how uh, okay. I can works, put in six so Luca doesn't have to take as much. I'll do three then. There's no so Luca does do. three, the rest of I us can do put four. In. Okay. 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 There are other options in terms, but I doubt you would want to do it. It's like paying in power. You can kind of like expend permanently a point of power for instead of doing willpower. But if you guys have willpower, I assume that you probably want yeah, that since that yeah. regens. Okay. Another hour goes by. And at this point, you all of you are having trouble standing. And you're sliding and you're having to grip on to each other here and there to keep from flying away. The stone is beginning to... You can, you can see it's almost grown in size. All of you go ahead and make a sand at this point. As there's... You're in almost like a hurricane unto itself you're seeing wind you're seeing uh bits of uh bits of debris as all this different equipment has started to break off and you're just getting getting pelted with it uh everyone make a failure okay success failure success okay uh those of you who succeeded take one point as this is pretty strange uh what's happening here uh okay and those of you who failed, give me a second. We'll get to that in a moment. About half an hour or so later, as it's almost impossible to stand, and you have filled the room up entirely with the, this, these charcoal scribblings of mathematical equations coupled with hieroglyphics, covered with poetry, covered with languages that don't even seem like languages, the most disturbing and inexplicable thing begins to happen. You watch as the very writing that you put on the wall begins to peel away from the wall. Each line, each image, each glyph, all of it just peels away and gets caught up in this churning, this wind. And you can see as it does so, it gets closer and closer and begins to swirl like it's in a blender until it's right up against the stone. And the black charcoal writing sticks against it. And then another line goes. And then another line goes until all of the writing that each of you have put peels away. And you hear above the wind, like just screaming, keep writing. And when you look over, you can see that Horovitz's face is just cut to pieces. As you can see, he can see he's bleeding left right. He's got cuts on his on his face, on his arms. And he's just, keep writing. And he's doing the same thing too. But, but he's also shouting out some sort of, some sort of language um, that you're probably unfamiliar with, Sumerian or some Mesopotamian-like ancient language. It sounds like something not, of, uh, not, not spoken of today. And that's when I'm going to need... Well, we'll make it, I guess we'll make it Weaver. Uh, Weaver, you can give me the role. Weaver, make an occult role for me. Um, and I, this is I not... I do have higher occult than Weaver. Okay, that's fine. 
You can, you can, no, so okay. you can, Ashley, if you want to make the roll, you can. It's not for pass or fail. It's just to see whether or not I'm going to give him a boost because he's going to be, make the roll. The NPC is going to make the roll. I've got 40 to her 34. And I'll Either or, whichever. Both of you can make a roll. And for each one of you that succeeds, he'll get, uh, he'll get a bonus. I'm going to post it. This isn't exactly. I failed. Work, 78. I got a three. Get you. Ashley. A three. Okay. Awesome. That's good because he was going to fail if you didn't do that. Because <laughs> I actually wrote very poorly. It's at that point that all of you hear the same horrific screeching that you heard when the storm came. But it doesn't just come and go. It echoes all throughout. You see the glass between the uh, the testing chamber and the monitoring station breaks and rips free. You can see shards of glass flying there. You can see the people who are on the other side of the glass suddenly get sucked up into the wind itself. And they you're literally in a tornado at this point. All of you begin to start flying and, and, and sort of moving around. Everyone loses their hands in, at this point. And let's see. Each of you go ahead and take two points of damage. And I need... Uh, I need, who is that? That's price. Uh, price, you take three instead. Mm. That's when, as the screeching goes on for days, for days, you hear like the sounds of voices. Kind of like, what the fuck is happening in here? And anyone who looks out, you can see like one of the Breckenridge guards guys is out there. It's Phil, his sandwich is floating around in the wind. He's like, what the and then he kind of gets swept up in it and starts swooping around. And after an eternity of this screeching that's just making your ears bleed, there's a and everything goes black. All of you fall to the ground. The wind stops and you slam to the ground. When you look up, you can see that all of the charcoal writing is gone. That would have peeled and slapped against the side of the block has now basically faded, sort of absorbed into the stone. And you notice how there are cracks this time, physical cracks, and you can see oozing out of it, seeping, is this strange sort of caustic fluid that just drips down. Very fleshy at this point. And I need Inferno. Uh, you're going to take... Uh, two points of sanity loss and then Weaver oh god Weaver you're going to take seven points of sanity loss it was a d8 oh As, and that's going to be and again you guys can push this off onto you're going to attempt to sort of push yeah. it off into bonds and such uh, but that's seven points um, as you get up and you realize with horror Weaver there was it wasn't there was something in there and it's seeping out now, whatever it was, whatever that massive block was, something was inside of it. Something was screeching. And now that something is bleeding and weeping out. So do you want to push any of that sanity loss to avoid going insane as you uh, yes. over over five is bad? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely going to push some off. Okay. Uh, what do I need to roll for that? Uh, so are you, so you can, uh, so if, if you're trying to put, which, which bond are you kind of put it off onto? 
Um, ooh, that's seven. Let's say my Bradley, my boyfriend. Okay. Okay, so you're going to, if you're trying to project onto bonds um, or repress insanity, so when your agent loses sand, you can spend willpower to reduce the loss. The amount of willpower lost is 1d4, so you need to roll 1d4. Let me know what you get. Three. Okay, so you can reduce your willpower by three, and you can reduce the sand loss by three. Are you still above one willpower? Do you have at least? Me, do you still have at least one willpower? Yeah, okay. I, I have five. All right. So you're at four. No, that's what I have left after. No, I meant like you took. You end up taking four sand loss. I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think five is the bad number. And I then do think two, it's five. And then it's two if you have a um, some sort of issue right now. Do you have any kind of? Um, no. What am I thinking of? Okay. Is uh, it disorder? Uh, yeah, disorder. Thank you. Oh, that would affect me. Okay. But you didn't so take you five, took two. Right? Took you two. took two. You do you wanna do you wanna push it off onto a bond? Yeah, I'll attempt to push it off then. Same deal as so D four and whatever number that is is how much willpower you can spend. Okay. And how much I can do one. Okay. So you'll reduce it to one. So you took push one point of sanity loss. Yeah. My partner. Okay. Ex partner. And so as you guys get back up off the ground you look up agent weaver maybe it's because you're putting two and two together you can see what's happening mm -hmm. seeping out of here inferno price fuller everyone on the ground you can see there's broken arms broken legs you're not the only ones who took damage you guys then realize it's extremely quiet like you've been buffeted for so long with wind with sound and then you do actually hear something you go as you hear the sound of a helicopter outside. What do you want to do? Uh, we need to get the go. fuck out of here. Is that it? Is it over? Yeah. Yes. We did what we needed to. You see Horowitz get, gets up and his face has just got a thousand cuts on it. His body's got a thousand cups. It looks like he just lost 30 pounds. It's over. <laughs> and he falls forward. His head smashes on the ground. Enough for me. Let's get out of here. Pick up Horowitz. See if we can take him with. Yes. Okay. Agreed. I'm going to grab him. Sure. Yeah. I'll try to grab him. Okay. Uh, so you grab him. You get to the exit from the concrete room. You can see all the different people are getting up. Like, what the fuck? What just happened? Phil's like yelling at one of the, one of the, one of the other workers here. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? And they're like, uh, we just, we, did, we were running tests. Everything, it just, it just something happened. You know how it is. Just stuff, just stuff happens. And so like, like it looks like he's trying to turn his body to get Phil to keep his back to you guys as you, as you start to drag Horvitz out. Where the fuck is Horvitz? Where the fuck is he? Horvitz! Walter, what the fuck? As you guys get to the door, you open it up and you can see in like this small little clearing, kind of like in the middle of, of this base in between some of the buildings. You can see there's a, there's a helicopter coming down. It's got that, what looks like Breckenridge logo on it as it's coming down. You can see a handful of the security guys are like there, kind of their heads are down. They're like waving it in. It's dark out. Like that's how long the ritual took, literally took hours. And you can see them, you can see them landing. As they land, there's a man in a suit who uh, gets out 
and he's got like a windbreaker on, but you can see the tie. Uh, and then you can see there's a handful of dudes with actual like assault rifles popping out. And he's they're getting a debrief right now from one of the security guys. What do you guys do? We're parked nearby. Can we weave our way through? You can try. Yeah, you can try to go back out the way. Fuller and Weaver came. Um, yeah, that was my thought is go kind of that out, way. And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, go through now, the brush. I th- Inferno and Price, your, like, your vehicle is within the, the base because you guys drove up, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it would have been like, oh, up. we just yeah, walked that's up. That's true. I'm fine yeah. leaving it, I think. Yeah, I think we have to leave it at that point then. Okay. Uh, all right. So the four of you go... And you're trying to with with Horace. Uh, what's everyone's stealth? Who's got the worst stealth score? Minus uh, sixteen. Sixteen is the lowest. Anyone lower than sixteen? I'm seven. Thirty-one. Certainly okay. hope not. Good gracious, long you got sixteen. <laughs> I'm caring. Agent Inferno, give me a stealth <laughs> test. Uh, please take this, dice. Yes, please. That's not that long's way. Long luck. That's long. That's not long's way. One, uh, like one instead of two. Hey. So I need a 26. So. I rolled a Rit fail. Oh, Rit fail. It's not clutch. It's not clutch. That's not, not at all. You guys Somebody get this over. man help. <laughs> I was going to do that, actually. I was going <laughs> to. As you guys are weaving through the fleet vehicles, you get over to the fence. I'll say Fuller, Weaver, Price, you get through. But then right as in front of you're trying to, you're going to hand you're getting ready to hand Horvitz over to maybe Price or whoever's on the other side. He stirs like, ah, it work? Ah, ah, and he starts screaming at that point and you hear people shouting uh, and they come running over and you're, and Horvitz is like panicking at this point because he too suffered sanity loss as he's like, ah, ah, I would have ah. knocked him the fuck out as soon as he started screaming. Uh, in the fiction, actually, I did say you got through first. If you want to say you're on the oh, same okay. side of the fence as him, you're welcome to say that. That does mean, though, I'm going to fire. No, him. I won't okay. do that then. All right. So oh. he's screaming really loud. It's too late. He critical failed. Yeah. So like yeah. even knocking yeah, yeah. him out, all it's going to do yeah. is knock yeah. the guy out. It's not going to yeah. suddenly not alert. Yeah. And so they're going to come rushing in your direction. And so you hear the sounds of, we'll say, two two guys with the big old assault rifles are starting to run in your direction. Uh, he is like panicking, like the way, like a person who, who, who you're trying to save from drowning. It's like, like, even though you're trying to help him, he doesn't know it. And he's like, he's freaking out. He's having a moan of temporary insanity. Uh, Inferno, what do you want to do? I'll shove him over the fence. Take him, get out of here. Shove him over the fence. Yeah. See, others on the other side. Just shove him over. Okay. Just leave Uh, him. Okay. Uh, At least you're the the uniformed one. So yes, you guys are the uniformed ones. So like you could be. I want to point out. I said after the thing that Inferno was the last one to go. Everyone else got through. Inferno was about to hand him through the rip in the fence to you guys. That's where we're at with the critical fail. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling him through and handing him to Agent Fuller and Agent Weaver. Okay. Uh, So and then I'm drawing my gun. Weaver, you see, so Price, you see, so Full and Reaver, you have him. You have Dr. Horovitz. You see a, uh, you see one of these, uh, one of these Breckenridge guys comes around uh, one of the, uh, one of these like, you know, vehicles and he's just like, 
hands in the fucking air or I will blow your fucking head off as he holds the gun up in your direction. And then you see a second guy starting to weave around the other side of the vehicle to kind of pincer you all. Um, Inferno, I'm giving you the first action. You just handed off Fuller and Weaver. You have Horovitz. They can see you. It's a wireling fence. They can still see you. You guys are a handful of feet on the other side. Price, you're in the process of drawing your gun. Inferno, you've got a gun pointed at you. What do you do? I'll put my hands in the air. Okay. Ground! On the fucking ground! I'll slowly lower. Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. And so then the other one sweeps around. Rest of you, ground on the fucking ground. And they were holding it up. What? uh, We'll we'll start with Price. Price, what do you do? On the other side of the fence. I start running sideways and I shoot at the guy pointing at us. (laughs) You start running sideways? Like uh, to to draw the fire away from Weaver and Fuller is what I'm saying. Like. Okay, alongside the fence. Right. Go ahead and roll a, sh- a gun, a gunshot. You can go ahead and roll an attack. Absolutely. All right. I'm I'm actually decent at least, guys. Okay. I need a 92 or less. fails in this game. And Delta Green, just in general, they just come sometimes and like everything God goes. It. It's just, yeah. I rolled a three. Uh, I only needed a 92. Okay. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what's your damage? Uh, I am uh, using a Smith and Wesson 645. Uh, for those of you who uh, enjoy Miami Vice, uh, you would know that's what Sonny Crockett uses. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. D10, uh, six, uh, six, yeah, ten percent lethality. Ten uh, percent lethality. So do you do you know how you know what that means? Did th- that mean I kill him? Uh, what, well, what, what, what did you roll on your attack? Uh, three. Okay. So, and it has a 10% lethality rate. Oh my <laughs> I, God. I think I'm reading that right. I think, he, yeah. Uh, let me look, let me look at your weapon. Currently, uh, if you 10%. get under 10, he, he, they're dead. Is that uh, what that means? Yeah. I totally know how does. to play this game. You literally just one shot this guy. Uh, hang on. Let me double check Hot something damn. really fast just to make sure. Before I had to say he's dead. Jeff, you already said it. You already said it. Don't take that. It's been so long since I've carried a firearm. Like, I don't I know right? how that works. Uh, Last see, time I, I pulled out this gun, I ended up shooting myself. So, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that Bryce, was bad. <laughs> the guy swings around. So, the second one, not the one who was getting Inferno to come down, but the second one swinging around and getting a beat on you. But you just bring the gun up and, <laughs> and even though he's decked out in body armor and if you had done just six points of damage to him, would have taken no damage. You get him right in the face and his head explodes against the back. However, that means that the other guy quickly turns and fires in your direction and he screams out as well. Uh, like, man down, hostile! He's just kind of calling, calling random shit out. Uh, okay, so this is that Agent Price um this is your chance to run luca i have an mp5 that i'm using uh let's see and i have You're in I danger you are in, you are very much in danger have i mentioned that my uh, jacket is bulletproof 
that is <laughs> your a, white polyester jacket. That is a success on my attack. Um, it, the lethality does not go off. Unfortunately, I did not roll under ten on my attack. Uh, so, unfortunately, I am just going to roll my damage. Uh, well, actually, wait a second. We're doing this wrong, aren't we? I'm trying to remember. Look it up. Uh, Okay, so basically, what happens is with lethality, you roll, and then if um, if the if you would roll under what the lethality rating is, then you you kill outright. If you don't, you add up the number. So let's say hypothetically, um, I roll forty two. Uh, that means I I do six damage to you because it's above my 10%, but I still get to add those two digits together. Do you understand? So I roll a lethality of, check. Yeah. Okay, let's start over because I, I actually I don't, I'm not even sure if your lethality worked out. We're walking it back a couple steps because I, I remember how to do it now. I'm sorry. I totally fucked this up. You I'm shot, right you hit too. with a six. You have a 10% lethality rating. Now you have to roll a, a D100. That's what you got to do. So roll a D100. And, and I need a that, 10 under. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Sorry. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, That's a 50. Okay, that's so you're, you're not actually going to kill him, I'm afraid to say. Instead, you do five points of damage to him. Uh, uh, you, do you add them together? You add them together. So it's a five and a zero. So a zero right? is a 10. It's a five and a zero. It is, Add the two dice as if they were individual D10. Zero is 10. Zero is 10. Page okay, so you 15 points of damage. Okay, so you might actually kill him. Nice. So he's, he has six points of armor. Uh, and so how much how much total damage? It was 15? Uh, 15 total. You don't kill him, but you, you, get him, you get him in the neck. Instead of his head exploding, you get him in the neck and blood bursts into the back and, uh, and he just dives back down for cover behind. Uh, he's still alive, however. Uh, so that is, he's got that. The other one, however, takes a shot at you. Uh, was he hits, hits you for six points of damage. Uh, and okay, you, you get one back now, Fuller and Weaver. What do you want to do? Fuller has zero weapons. She's got like unarmed attack and maybe and like we have knife. four of it. So are we running? So we're running. Yep. Okay. Uh, so. At this point, let's go into actual initiative order uh, to make sure that we're doing this correctly uh, because that was just sort of happening. Uh, so, Price, you have your gun. Uh, so, what's uh, what's your dex, dex score, Price? Uh, it is 16. Uh, what's yours, Inferno? My dex is 70 or 14. <laughs> Okay. I get the percentage. <laughs> yeah. Fuller, what do you got? 15. Okay. Okay. And then what do we got for uh, Weaver? 13. Okay. So next up then, so so am I saying, are we saying Fuller and Weaver are dragging Horvitz out into the yeah. mountain? Okay. All right. So the two of you begin to do that uh, as the one that gets shot is slumping down he's not dead 
but he is slumped down trying to get cover behind the vehicle to get away from Price. The other one's shot. He's out in front of the vehicle. Inferno, you're down on the ground as well. So Price, you're actually up. Uh, you're actually up first. Um, so you will get to go before them. Uh, what do you want to do, Price? Uh, I'm sorry. I just read this. Uh, if I was reduced to two HP, which means I'm unconscious. Okay. Oh, no. oh I'm at exactly two. Price, you go down. Uh, you're on the other side of the fence, though. Uh, and so I'll say, sorry, sorry, this is so clunky. You go down. Fuller and Weaver, you start to drag Horvitz away. And that's when you saw Price fall. Uh, so would that have changed your mind over what you wanted to do? Um, I think Weaver would have just fully grabbed Horowitz and kept going to give Fuller the opportunity if she decided to. Okay. Fuller, what do you want to do? You see Weaver just grab I me. Mean, you guys can talk to each other too. Like you can say whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, like so. and that's and Weaver will be like, fucking get him. Okay. All right. So uh what do you want to do then, Fuller? It's just like Melissa, go you don't fight have them. To. I know you've lost two characters, you don't, but I've you only don't lost have one. To. So go. You can just run with me. Yes, I'm running. Okay, so the two of you are running away with Horvitz. Okay. Uh, Inferno, you see an exchange of gunfire. You see Price is down on the other side of the fence. You see one of these two, uh, these two heavily armed MP5 wielding guys is is grabbing his hostile weapon. One down. Uh, kind of calling and blood spitting up uh, in front of you. I had started to move down to the ground. What do you want to do? Hmm. <laughs> There's no like. Because kill... fighting people is hard if I remember in combat. Like, There's no <laughs> yeah, way yeah, to like, really knock people It's out. awful. What do you mean? I did if fine. There's an opening. I want to slip away and just start running like behind cover. Yeah, kind of building. Uh, let's say, go ahead and roll. Uh, let's see how well you you can either. Let's just roll an athletics test. Just roll an athletics test to see if you can race out as far as you possibly can. Athletics. I have a thirty-eight in that. I rolled fifty-six. Okay. So you're not gonna you're, you'll get outside the fence, but you're not gonna get so far that they're not gonna be able to to shoot at you. You run a great distance, but you're off a ways now. You haven't fully caught up to Fuller and Weaver as they started to descend down the mountain. Um, then it'll be um, in Fuller. I'm assuming Fuller, you're continuing to move and starting to evacuate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of the contractor, one of these contractor guys is going to. Uh, he is going to step out and under the fence, stand up and try to take a shot at Inferno, who's running away. Uh, I will give him some, I'll give him a penalty uh, as you're basically running into forest at this point. So it's not going to be as easy uh, for him to hit you. Um, okay. Okay. So... Yeah, I'll give him like I'll give you like basically like partial cover, so to speak, as you're around trees and such, like a minus twenty to a shot. Uh that's an eighty-five, so he will in fact miss. But as you run and right as you dip behind a tree, the tree explodes as the bullet that was meant for your head hits the tree instead, Inferno. Uh the other one 
we'll get up at this point and we'll start moving around to secure price. Um, okay. Fuller and Weaver, you're continuing to run. Okay. Yes. Inferno, are you continuing to run? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I think then one more round of him trying to shoot at you guys. Uh, that is again going to be a miss with a 68. Uh, and so again, another one of these explosions is the trees is the three of you trying to carry, uh, this, uh, this random scientist, but not your team member down the mountain. How does it make you feel, Steven, that they were more willing to carry a random dickhead NPC scientist to safety than your character? I mean, he was nicer than me, so I guess I can't blame them. Okay. At a certain point, uh, you still hear the gunfire, etc. Lights start shining up behind you as if they're starting to, to search and look around and look around. And I would like somebody in the group of the three of you to either roll a stealth or if you would like, you can roll a survival. Uh, one of those two. Uh, those are, are bad the same invoked. for me. 30, 31. 30. Someone, give me a roll. I'll Someone roll. just call out and say you're going to roll it. Because, all right, crit success, 22. Okay. At a certain point, as you're running Inferno, you feel a hand suddenly grab you and yank you into this hollow, and you realize it's Fuller. And you see there's Fuller, there's Weaver, and there's Horovitz on the ground inside of some kind of hollow. There's trees all around. There's debris from when the storms came through. You hear the sounds of shouting. You hear the, the, like the sounds of gunfire, and it runs past you, and you realize that you guys are extremely well hidden, and they just begin to start fanning out, and you start hearing voices far in the distance, left and right. And as that fades away into the night, into the darkness, we're going to end on that uh, with the three of you hiding with Dr. Horovitz while a wounded and unconscious Agent Price is being taken into custody uh, by these Breckenridge guards. That's where we're going to end tonight, and we'll figure it out (laughs) next time. I just want you all to spend the next two weeks remembering that I fought for you. Yeah. You did. You did. I, I, I think I missed that you were within pulling distance. I didn't think you were within pulling distance. I would have. I did to, say sorry, that was, several that was times that everybody but Inferno got through the fence. Several times. That's Melissa, though, Stephen. She's lying. Just so you know. <laughs> you told she's me earlier today she doesn't like me, so this is just proof of it. I think you already <laughs> knew that, though. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she constantly uh, asks me. She's like, "Why do you like him? He's so mean to you all the time." And I say, what are you talking about? He's not mean to me. And she's like, no, he really is. I'm like, no, you're out of your mind. You're crazy. I don't know. You guys are weird. <laughs> all right. That's it. We are all done. This is uh, this is amazing. So you guys succeeded uh, at did. stopping this weather we stuff. Yeah, that's good. We did. You, hey. Pound sign case solved. And you got <laughs> away. Three of you got away. Move along. Right? Let's right. do the next case. Okay. I think that's been sort of the statistic of kind of like how we lose someone like every the, case. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I was, I was, Red I saw forest. what you were typing, Stephen, in the chat earlier, but I didn't have a chance to respond. But it was hilarious. You're like, all we had to do 
was just go up to the scientist guy and show our badges. And that was, that was it. And, and yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> desperately <laughs> waiting for us to say hello and we're like no we're not doing that we're so just like open the door else. to go through it but we don't do that yep yeah <laughs> yeah i said i said to melissa i'm like we're gonna do a short shotgun scenario because i want you guys to get a good win you know i want you to feel like you got a good win feel some good confidence just get it done super straightforward Nothing too crazy with it, you know. I'm feeling confident, man. I'm feeling and confident. And now Agent Price is uh, is nearly shot to death. Uh, you're carrying a scientist for some reason with you, and you're hiding in a we hollow on left. the downside of a mountain. I don't... Uh, I, I considered him being so in the know and losing sanity as a risk to leave him in the hands of all of those other people, because... We could have killed him. Say some things. Could have killed him. Yeah. I mean, hey, you got listen, you made some decisions for sticking with them, and now I will figure out what the fuck to do. Uh, but I have two weeks to do that. So let's just go ahead and call it there. That's how every Delta Green session ends. Just like I'll (laughs) figure out what the fuck to do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a blast. I didn't expect you fuckers to get here. I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Listen, like you guys did. You guys got the job done. We got the job done. And there's no reason to put additional (laughs) qualifiers after that sentence. You got the job done. You did just tell us you gave us a very easy case. (laughs) And one of us is still captured and dying. There's also something very important that you guys forgot about the case from the very beginning, right? Little detail you guys uh, forgot that would have really helped you in this situation. Uh oh fuck. I'm gonna have to go. You guys were given access to a green box. Uh and you were told sure. try not to blow this one up. Yep. <laughs> we went to the storage unit too many times last time, so I didn't want to go again <laughs> this time. We were like, fuck it, we're gonna avoid Weapons it. Galore there. <laughs> grenades, <laughs> explosives, assault rifles. Oh, yeah, grenades, damn. A sweet Delta Green agent would be. It's so fun. It's so fun. Hey, it happens. Whatever. It's still fun. It's still fun. Uh and uh, you know, we got to we got to sh- I got to shoot Steven in the face. So there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> wrong with that at all. Uh, all right, let's get on out of here. Let's do some closing plugs. Uh, a couple things going on. First of all, we have a new Discord. I'm going to mention that again over and over again. Not only that, but we're doing a giveaway on our new Discord. Uh, if you join within the first week of it going up, uh, you get entered into a wonderful giveaway by our good friends at Norse Foundry. So if you're in the Discord by February 8th, we're just going to draw a random, uh, a random winner uh, by the time we play some Werewolf that night. And you have the potential to get an awesome gift certificate and buy some cool dice and dice-related needs. Uh, Melissa has dropped uh, requisite links in the Twitch chat, and I will also put them uh, in the show notes and stuff uh, for YouTube. So hop on over, come hang out, come say hi. we got some cool games coming up. We've just, just today made some decisions on some of the games that we're going to be putting on, uh, on the channel in March, so we're very excited to talk about that. Uh, and so you can get on the ground floor some campaigns that we're doing. You can also see... Well, Steven, what else can they do on the Discord? Hey, 
so Jeff has been very nice to let me have my own little corner of the Discord where I am playtesting my own tabletop RPG system. Uh, project working name is uh, Huckleberry right now. It's a Weird West game, action horror. Uh, if you saw the Haunted West game we did, it's the same vibes as that, but it's much more action-y, plays a little bit closer to Savage Worlds. If you feel like playtesting with me, uh, playing some games that I run, uh, jump in on the Discord, and that's where you can do it. Uh, I will be running quite a few games uh, in the future, so you'll have plenty of chances. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, other than that, our next game is tomorrow. Call of Cthulhu. Come hang out for some more Eternal Lies. Monday, we have the finale of our Monster of the Week game. If you would like to come uh, see how that ends Tuesday. Um, normally, well, that used to be uh, Marvel, but uh, Steven's taking a couple, yeah, a couple weeks, couple week break because he uh, got some complaints about him. Uh, so we're giving, put them in a timeout. And so Aaron is going to step up, uh, and run some games for us, uh, running our good, our good buddy Pete from Garblag. He's got his own game up on Kickstarter right now. And so Aaron's going to give us a little preview of it. So if you want to come see what that is all about and maybe, uh, give Pete a back, uh, come check that out on, on Tuesday and Steven's going to be there. So I probably shouldn't have said that cause I want people to show up, uh, Thursday. Then we got werewolf, the apocalypse and next Friday we have Warhammer 40 K go ahead and check out the YouTube page while you're at it. Interest in lollygagging. Uh, thank you, everyone, on out tonight. We're going to go ahead and raid our good friends over at Defenders of Cobald. 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 Why did I say it so weird? That was weird. Uh, so follow the raid. We'll catch y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.